ba 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 I might stick with it. I might maybe I'll do the intro. Maybe that'll be part of the new intro that we were talking about. Is that I do the intro. The music. You can do whatever you're gonna add. We'll talk about that later. But I just do the music myself. Ba 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 Where'd that intro come from? I don't know. Did you make this? No, we have um we have like this uh this service that we subscribe to that provides free music beds. Although ironically Every now and then we still get dinged because they think it sounds like something else that isn't a royalty-free music bed. So, uh, so that's just that's dealt. just a credit to how good the song is. Yeah, we've dealt with some stuff over the years. Good morning, it's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. I've got the scenarios up on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. We'll get them up on Facebook here in a moment. Much to do on the program today. Drew Forrester will join us here in a bit later on in the show. Make our trip to Bowie, chat with emerging pitching prospect Justin Armbruster. And um, J.J. Cooper of Baseball America is going to join us. They have a new number one prospect. Number one prospect in all of baseball. And he happens to be, much like their last number one prospect, a Baltimore Oriole. It's Gunnar Henderson, so we'll talk to him about that, their new list. Uh, six, I believe, Orioles on the new list that uh, Baseball America put out. I think so, yeah, in their top out. 100, and it was like um, five in the top 50, mm, something like I that. I don't think that part's true. I think it might be like three in the top 50. I don't know. I w- we'll double check. We'll double check. Uh, as you can tell, we did a lot of show prep today. Really dove in. We're all over it, man. This is the type of preparation you should come to expect from Glenn Clark Radio. We'll uh, talk to J.J. Cooper about all of that a little bit later on. Today's show brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. It is the place to be for football season. So if you want to bet, if you think that the um, the Baltimore Ravens really are a sure thing, as they have, they just never lose. They never lose. And they always cover, too. So if you think they're a sure thing, you want to get down there tomorrow to try to make some money betting on the Ravens in the preseason. You can do that. There's going to be a crowd. There was a crowd there for the Jared Stidham-Jake Lutton showdown last week. There's going to be a crowd. That's the way it goes. So reserve your spot right now by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. That's events at sportssocialmd.com. Betting pads are coming. It's going to be a great place to be. They are, uh, they've moved around some of the 61 uh, self-service betting kiosks so that they can spread the crowds out prevent that sort of bunching that would sometimes happen, just making it a more pleasant experience on the whole in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland just in time for football season. Uh, Orioles win again. O-R-I-O-L-E-S. It was a great night. I don't know what else there is to say. It was was one of those kind of special wins that – you feel like you're going to remember a little bit longer than the average win. I get it. Like, a lot of these things. You think back about that uh, the ninth inning rally against the Angels. You, you sort of remember. The day afterwards, you can remember every detail. Every at-bat in the ninth inning with two outs that led to that rally. And then within two weeks, you're like, I kind of remember it happening, but I don't really remember all the details. That's the way that it goes. You'll remember this for a minute. For a minute. It'll inevitably go away because there have been enough wins that... 
uh, uh, sadly, it's not like some seasons where you can remember literally all of the wins because there are so few of them. Um, but you'll remember this for a little bit longer because of the circumstances, because of surrendering the lead right before the rain delay, waiting out the rain delay, and then Rugnet Odor of all people being the one that provides the heroics. And it it does kind of speak to what we've talked about when it comes to Rugnet Odor. He has had a knack, or a, a knack, a knack for clutch hits. So that's where I knack and clutch is how I came up with natch. He has had a knack for clutch hits, but he's also had a knack for the infuriating. And you got a little bit of everything last night. You got the infuriating, obviously, with an insane attempt to try to take third base on a bloop single to left field. I have no idea what he thought he was doing there. I mean, it came off as a guy that was trying to force something, that was trying to make up the fact that he's hitting 200 this season. It was bizarre. You had... Um, the, the cutoff. I mean, what the hell was that? I mean, if you just can't find the ball, maybe don't throw it. Like, I guess it, it wasn't the end of the world, but what in the world was that? You had a little bit of everything with Rugnet Odor, but in the end, he's the one, and all you can do is laugh. That's all you can do is just laugh. This is a really – what a dumb baseball season this is. This makes no bloody – you cannot explain why the Orioles are good. You can't do it. But they are. They're a half game out of a playoff spot. Apparently the Yankees. Uh, I did not see – I did not watch the game, but I, I saw – I turned it on the ninth inning. And I, oh, because so you saw turned, all of yeah, it? So I you couldn't saw turn it off. Every effing base running blunder. Like, my God, if you think Rugnet Odor couldn't run the bases last night, holy ass. The Yankees were desperately trying to make sure they didn't score a run in extra innings. It was insanity uh, how that went for them last night. But as I said before, you're not going to get me to root for the Yankees. I will not do that. I will not feel good about the Yankees' win. I will acknowledge, like I did the other night, that there can be a benefit to the Orioles in the process, but you will not get me to root for the Yankees to win a baseball game. These are two separate things. I can understand what's best, but openly rooting for it or enjoying it or appreciating it, what the hell is the point of being a fan? So lots of time. The Orioles very much control their own destiny. Plenty of games left against teams that are ahead of them. They're a half game out. Whether the Yankees win the night or not, it's on the Orioles, whether they're going to get in the playoffs or not. But they are a half game back now of the Rays for the uh, final playoff spot in the American League. After uh, they won and the Rays lost last night, the Orioles and Blue Jays. And by the way, last night was the most difficult game of the series. I mean, like, for sure, because it was Manoa on the mound. That was the game that you couldn't win, and you won it. Um you know, Jose Barrios is a veteran pitcher, but he's I, I think he's, he's got like yeah, a, he's been roughed up right? this year. What's his ERA? It's like it's like up near five, isn't it? It is yep, five 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 nineteen. Yeah, he has not had a good season this year. Uh Dean Kramer coming off obviously an excellent start his last time out. So you hope that's him stabilizing, um, albeit against the Pirates, but you're hoping that that's the case. We will see. Tonight at 7, the Orioles try to sweep the Blue Jays. And if they do, they move within a game of the first wild card spot. Like, it's insane how this has gone. Utterly, completely insane. And yes, I am also enjoying the Felix Batista thing as much as the rest of you. Um, 
I, I, I don't know if they completely took it from our buddy Eric Arditi. I don't know if just somebody saw his tweet and said, oh, yeah, it ran with that, or if it was something that maybe they had been thinking about or working on ahead of time. No idea. But I'm in favor of it. Whatever, whatever happened, however we got there, I love it. Now, I would love for him not to put runners on base. I would love for there to be a few more clean outings from Felix Batista in this role. But in the end, as long as you hold on, as long as you win, I'll live. I'll live as the Orioles win again. Um, I mean, it really is nuts. Like, it's it's nuts to think about that kind of rough weekend they had in Cincinnati and, you know, every moment that we've been like, ah, maybe maybe we're asking too much. Maybe this is not practical. Maybe this is, ah, it's it, they're just not ready for prime time, whatever it is. Well, all they've done is turn around and win seven of eight since then. That's all. They've gone seven and one in the eight games since they lost two of three in Cincinnati. And it was one thing when you were saying, yeah, but they're doing it against bad teams, right? Like, it's the Rangers, it's the Pirates. You know, they're going to have to play better teams than that. Well, they are. And they're going to win a series against the Blue Jays no matter what happens tonight. And they took three out of four from the Rays a couple weeks ago. They they are doing it against good teams, too. And you still can't explain it on paper. You still can't point to something and say, here's the reason why it is, with the exception of, obviously, they've been a far better team since the arrival of Adley Rutschman. Like, that part, for sure, you can point to and say, they are definitely a better team since Adley Rutschman has gotten here. But it's not, it's still not definable as to, hey, the lineup's been brilliant, hey, the, it just doesn't make sense. It still makes no sense. The right to win, the belief that you can win, the whatever you want to call it, as we were talking about with Ryan Ripken yesterday. Those things, sure, exist. But anything more than that, no bloody idea. No freaking clue. It's so much fun, though. It's an incredible amount of fun. And it was neat, obviously, after the rains yesterday, everybody moved down below, and so it created a better... um, for a small crowd that was still left at that point, it created more noise and a greater atmosphere, and that was fun. That was fun. All right, uh, let's head to our buddy Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com, Fairways and Greens on 105.7 The Fan. He's with us on a Wednesday here on GCR. What's going on, pal? How are you? Something magic happened. Yeah, sure. Wait, wait, I thought you were, like, at the radio station or something. Today. What, what's, what, I thought, what the hell's going on? Every time you go. What's going on with you? I'm still drunk from I'm still drunk from last night. I don't blame you. It was a good one. It was a good one. I have no idea. I mean if you if you didn't think and we go we all do this, right? At various times. Some people some people hop on and at the some people hopped on at the end of June. Some pe- and they you know, and those people are nuts like your crazy ex-producer. Um, you know, some people might have hopped on three weeks ago. If you now, this morning, don't think that this is the work of the baseball gods and that this is legitimate and that this team might have that D word, then I don't know what to say to you. I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know what any of that means. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're I still don't think they're going to win the World Series, but like it's I, I don't I don't either, but 
but I, I, I might go put a hundred bucks on it. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, it can't hurt. I hear you. You've, you've uh, definitely bet a hundred dollars on dumber things. Uh, this is really get. It's really starting to get weird because they have no business. Right, doing and it. and that's the thing. Like you can't define it. You can't in any <laughs> right. way. Like when you when and I've done it with a couple of guests that we've had on. But if somebody had me on their show in Sheboygan today and said, "Hey, can you explain how this has happened?" I would say, "No, I can't. I can't explain Correct. any of this. It makes no freaking sense. I'm not really sure." If they came back with the same group next year, how I would feel about them going into the season. <laughs> right. And, you know, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. You know, one of, uh, I, one of the biggest things, or maybe the biggest thing in sports, right, is and the words confidence, and you can also say chemistry. But from a team standpoint, it's chemistry. From an individual standpoint, it's, it's confidence, right? You can't pluck it out of the minors, you can't groom it, you can't buy it, you can't really even trade for it, like, it just, it's as organic as planting tomatoes and watching them grow, you don't really know how it happens, but there they are one day, and that's what they have, and how it's, how it's happened is sort of impossible to figure out. But it's happened. It's there, and this collection of team of players they have on any other team, Odor would have been he would have been gone five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But on this team, maybe not. That that um, Urias, I don't know. Five weeks ago, some team might have said, "Eh, nice player, but you know he's expensive because oh, we got." Hang on a second. Five. Five weeks ago, he was the hottest hitter in baseball. Maybe like eight weeks uh, ago. Okay, but, ago, yeah. you, but you know what I mean. I know. Like, I understand. They, all, of these, all of these players are generally expendable yes. on their own. But when you put them together, somehow, somewhat, I didn't even realize until last night, when Odor hit that home run, I'm like, well, that's, that's pretty good for, I mean, I can't believe that they let a 240 hitter Hit a game-winning. Oh, look yeah, at he stats. wishes. The dude's not even right. hit 200. Correct. Correct. He wishes he was hitting right. 240. So I mean, it, it's it's unexplainable. And by the way, they have. And when I say no pitching, you know what I mean. I'm not. It's not hyperbole. They don't have any pitching. Right. And and yet all they do is pitch well. Correct. Correct. It's Cor- bizarre. Uh, but other than that, it makes total so, sense. Other than that, yeah, it makes right. complete and total sense. And I, I, I would I would say that here are the three. Somebody asked me this yesterday. And I was going to write it today, and then the live golf thing happened, so I'm going to write about it nah, tomorrow. It's priorities. I'll wait to see what happens. Well, I'm going to wait to see what happens tonight because I didn't. When the person asked me this yesterday, I didn't know they were going to do what they did last night. The three biggest. Somebody said, "What are the three biggest things that have happened? Like, how is this? You know, same question you just asked. Like, how is this happening? It's happened because Rutschman. Right. You, you mentioned this last week. Like, Rutschman. Rutsch, by the way. Rutschman might be the MVP of the team of the season. I, I don't know. I mean, it's either him or Santander at this point, I guess. But like, right, right. I don't really Rutschman. know. I don't really know how the, the argument is anything else. Rutschman is everything. It's insane. Right. So he's the. So he came up and he looked like a minor league player for about I don't know eight minutes. So he's number one. This Mateo kid is unbelievable. It, it's. In, his defensive athleticism, 
I can't even believe I'm going to say this because I feel like this is like we shouldn't be allowed to say this. His defensive athleticism is every bit of what Machado had. Now, uh, he is not the hitter. Oh, it is. He, his defensive athleticism and his range and his ability. I don't think he has Machado's. Machado. I don't think he has Machado's arm, but the range, one thousand percent. Yes, it's one, unreal. Unquestionable. How, it's unreal how good that kid yes. is. Now, you know, with the bat, he's he's he has right. Manny because Manny's going to be a Hall of Famer. But right. This kid is this this Mateo is a significant reason why they are where they are. Um, and then and then and then yeah. the bullpen. I mean, they their their bullpen has been right. almost extraordinary. Right. And it's by the way, it's it's August. We've seen other teams. They've had a couple of other teams here and there. The the 2014 bullpen was really good until they got to the playoffs. Um, they've had really good bullpens, but they've always sort of fizzled by now by July. This, this bullpen hasn't fizzled at all. It's, all of these so, things are true. I would add in the outfield defense. I. I like that ball last night okay. that Cedric Mullins tracked down, going to his right yeah, when right, he started right. in right center. Right. That that looks he just makes it look so casual. He makes it look right. like he just caught a fly ball. That's that's a double for for twenty two of thirty center fielders in baseball. Like right. it it's Absolutely. so insane. And and I, I I hate it because I feel like the standard that Cedric Mullins set last year is so impossible. So no matter what he did, it was going to be a disappointment this year. I think we're missing it that he really is actually backing it up this year and proving himself to be a very high level player in this game. The thirty thirty was never reasonable. I mean, it's just that's absurd. Like you're not doing thirty right. thirty every year. But what he is doing right. is showing he can play and play at a high level. And I get it. His arm is not. His arm's not great. Like, there's no way of getting around that, although he has made a couple of nice throws this year. Um, his arm's not great. But what his range in center field, it's insane. And what it does to the team as a whole, uh, it, it really is remarkable. I think the outfield defense is a big part of the story, too. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I, 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 the one thing I keep going back to, and again, if they call up Henderson, that's fine. If they call up the L. Hall to give him 24 innings, that's fine. Like, if they do those things, I'm not going to object to any of that. But I would say, and it's funny because they brought Brett Phillips in, who was wildly popular in Tampa Bay, even though he stayed. Yes, he's terrible. Right. Right. The, the one, right. But the one thing I would say for them, as a word of caution, and look, Michael Elias forgot more about baseball yesterday than you and I know, I would just caution them to say, be careful that you don't tweak it too much. Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. You've got this thing. You, I get it. You, you want to bring Henderson up, and you may want to have him be, you know, you want him to experience these uh, these important moments as, as he grows as a player. But for as much as Odor is... Well, that's Whatever the one. You yeah, want to call I, it. I'm going to agree with you about the and and we did a whole segment about this on uh, our show on Sunday. By the way, it was good to see you again on Sunday. Um, I, we did a segment. Oh, you know what? You run your mouth about that. You've been you were gone for three weeks while you were on a cruise. <laughs> um, I, I, the Odor thing to me is very simple. You see what he means to this group. I, I get everything. He's not he's not a good baseball player. He's not. Now you can say he's got a knack for uh, clutch hits this season, and he does. That's fine. But he's not a good baseball player. But the thing that you can't define 
is why like a lot of guys have had clutch hits at the end of the year. They haven't all gotten Gatorade baths afterwards. You can see what he means to the other guys on this team, and it's not something you can define. So in no world am I in the DFA Odor category. Like that I don't think he needs to be in the lineup. Either. I don't think he needs to be in the no. lineup every night. And I absolutely think that if you believe Gunnar Henderson should be up here, give him those at bats, but get rid of somebody else. Find you know I send, agree. send Tyler 100%. Nevin back down or whatever, you know, like I, right. I, I right. just don't think 100%. Odor specifically should be DFA'd. I don't think he should be on the team next year. I think you got to put together a roster next year that has better players. But for the rest of this season, it's clear that he's Agreed. somehow part of it. He's making it this work somehow. You don't mess with that. So I have an interesting analogy about uh, on him because I saw this in the soccer business, and it's a name you'll remember, although I don't think you were born when he was a prominent player. But, you know, Joey Fink, mm. had, Joey Fink was a great goal scorer for, for five or six years in the league, um, got into the league a little late because he played outdoor soccer, got into the league, um, and indoor soccer was a great fit for him. Every loose ball he poached, and he just had a great touch around the goal. And he was never going to dribble by you and beat you. He was never going to outrun you. He certainly was never going to outmuscle you. But if the ball bounced loose in the box and he was there, he was going to score. Okay. As his as his career, 82-83, um, 81-82 when he showed up, he had a really, really good first year. He was like the darling of the team. 82-83, still the darling of the team. And then 83-84, he started, you know, he was 35 or 34 at the time. His career was really starting to wane. He had a prominent role in us winning the championship. And then the next year, it was like the wall. He hit the wall, and he just couldn't, he couldn't get in, in, the, in the, the ball that was loose in the box two years ago that he could get to quickly. He wasn't able to get to that ball quickly enough, right? But he never went around and told guys how great he was. He never went around and said, I'm still the old Joe Fink. In fact, when Kenny said, Joe, you're going to have to come off the bench, he said, no problem. Right. I'll do whatever you want me to do. And then when he scored a goal or two, it was kind of a reminder that, hey, you can, there are lots of ways to skin a cat. Like, you, Joey Fink doesn't have to play the whole game, and he can come in with eight minutes left and dink one in and, and give you the win. And the guys loved him for that. And I look at Odor in a very similar way. I don't think he walks around the clubhouse and says, hey, look at me, I'm a great player. Because everyone would go, uh, really? Yeah, no, uh, no, you're back here. So when he does make a contribution, and last night he, he had a fielding gaffe and you know could have in some ways been the GOAT, yep. turns out to wind up being the hero. But I think guys to respect players, and, and this is in any sport, I think guys respect players who sort of, to borrow a famous wrestling term, who know their role. And shut and their I mouth. Yeah, I understand. Like. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what they like. I agree. I, I, don't, I, 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 don't, it's, I could be wrong. It's Maybe part of he it. walks around the locker room and tells people how great he is, but I get the feeling he knows his role. He's happy to be here making whatever he's making. He's, he's in it now. He gets in the lineup. And is, was last night an outlier? I mean, he's got 11 homers, but... You know, if, if he's in that situation six times, does he win the game for you three or four? Probably not. But that's the whole – that's the spark about him is you, you kind of never know. I, and I agree. So I agree with you. I don't think I, – I think DFAing him would be a 
massive mistake, personally. I agree. I agree. But that doesn't mean he needs to be in the lineup every day. I still stand by that. Uh, uh, I, that would agree. I would agree with that, too. Yep. Yep. I that's would agree. But, I'm again, don't, don't – they just got to be careful because this is so – this is such an oddity, this, this chemistry thing and why it works and – who, who's contributing and who gets the big hit. And for all I know, tonight it'll be Brett Phillips. Right, right. That's correct. Right? Like, who's, who's not remotely he'll, he'll good at baseball. Yep, 100%. 100%. Well, I mean, last week it was Robinson Chirinos who won them a game in Texas. You know, like, it just it right. makes no sense. It makes no sense. I know. Uh, quickly, it's really weird. Give, give, me, give me the literally the 60-second version of what happened in court yesterday. And, and, and I mean it because I want to do Would You Rather Wednesday before you got to go. Well, I was going 64 and a 30, and she's like, that's way too fast. Yeah, that's, and I said, that's listen not, here, not, I meant uh, the golf, the, the golf thing. Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. Um, very simple. The judge essentially said, you're here arguing that, that this is harming you, not playing in this event is harming you, when in fact the contracts that you've given as exhibits show you've made more money in the last four months than you've ever made in your life. So you're not being restricted, and you're not being held down, and you're not being harmed, and you should be happy that you've signed on with these people. That's pretty much what she said. So, but does this mean is this a final thing, or th- this is still going to well, go? Well, for these three guys, for these three guys, there's two separate things. Right. This this particular restraining order was to get these three players who have already, by their points right, earlier in the year, yeah. had already qualified. Their argument was, we've qualified, we should be able to play. Her counter and her ruling was, you knew before you went over there to this new employer, Correct. you knew this was a possible result of your job move. Therefore, you're, you're not eligible to play. And further, and this is the one thing... Boy, the PGA Tour lawyers are going to have a field day with a couple of things that she said. One of the things she said is to their attorney, the live attorney, you have stood up here and explained to me how the PGA Tour is restrictive, and when I look at the contracts you've given me, the live contracts are far more restrictive than the PGA Tour contract. So the tour is going to, I mean, they are bathing in that one. Because when the, when the, actual lawsuit yep. the big one comes around in another 18 months there and the same judge is up there because the same judge will be hearing that case they are going to just that's the big piece of the puzzle that they needed was for her to point that out we're not we're not restricting anyone we're merely saying we're not going to accept dual employment sure, sure. so it was a it was a pretty significant win yesterday for the pga tour um some of which might have been propped up by the fact that the two attorneys that they sent for live were they weren't quite my cousin Vinny, but they were they graduated I don't, the same class. I don't know if you remember he won in my cousin Vinny. He was a winner. <laughs> right, he I don't did. know if you remember that. He did. He did. <laughs> All right. All right, let's do this. Let's do uh, would you rather Wednesday. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill where the summer seasonal menu is still available including the South Carolina barbecue chicken. Uh, the opener, and I swear to God, you will lick the bowl of that flash-fried pork belly with the Korean number two sauce. You will lick 
the bowl when you're finished with it. It's that good. And so much more. GloryDaysGrill.com to get your order in. Somebody today will get a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Drew, would you rather, speaking of uh, uh, messing with things, would you rather the Orioles do indeed, they sneak in to the playoffs this year, and then they come back next year with essentially the same roster with maybe the exception of, you know, like a call-up or two. Or, much like the Why Not Orioles, they, they miss, they get to the last weekend of the season, and they end up missing, but then this offseason they sign Carlos Rodon and a reasonable bat. Well, I, I, you know, I think you know what I'm going to say to that. I, I think you've always, if you, if you can make the playoffs, you got to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about next year. I'm, I, I want to make the playoffs this year. I want to. I'll take this year. Right. Give me the gusto. Now, part of that's because I'm about to make the playoffs. Right. That, now that does make a difference. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, did you see the uh, picture that Jeremy posted on social media yesterday? I did not. Ah. Um, so this one might be tough because it does kind of require you to see it. Jeremy posted a picture on social media. I, to my knowledge, he didn't lose a bet. He just chose to do it. Um, he's lying down on a bed and uh, wearing a, a, a thong, and uh, it's lovely. It's, hey, let, a, it's me look, let me look. Let right, me right. This, this is much like uh, when I shared uh, a picture with who, who, uh, Emily Ratajkowski a couple weeks ago. It's, it's, it's very, it's, it's a, it's a very attractive photo. It's very similar. Jeremy Kahn and Emily Ratajkowski. They, they couldn't. They, I mean, just the two of them. I confuse oh, them I, for each other. You see, see you see what I'm referring to? Uh, you lose your yeah. fantasy football league this year. Uh, also, are you familiar with – you didn't watch the Woodstock 99 documentary that they put out last week, did you? I did. Okay, I but, did but you're familiar, of course, with Woodstock 99. Um, yes. and, and there was a part of Woodstock 99 where there were a lot of people that were rolling around in mud because they didn't know that the mud was actually human waste. All right? So you lose you, you lose your fantasy football league this year. It requires you to either a take recreate Jeremy's photo and make it your profile picture on all social for a month, or for three days one weekend one time a day you have to go get in the mud from Woodstock '99. Oh, I'm good. With, I'll take that picture. Yeah. Okay. First of all, I've got some. I've got some songs that I. You know, Wait, so what? Excuse, but take, excuse me? I'm good with the picture. Excuse me? I'm good with the picture. And number three. Yeah, I'm not much. Yeah. I'm yeah, not I, much for I get it. Food. What if I, because I did struggle yeah. with the timeline on this, what if I made it the entirety of football season that you had to leave the picture up? I'm good with the picture. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Seems I like. I can't even pick up my dog Knox's poop without, without I understand. my throat closing. I understand. Yeah. And number three, would you rather? Would you rather Lamar Jackson plays one drive tomorrow night, one drive in Arizona, and then two drives in the final game in order to get some work in and maybe provide a little entertainment value, or no way, no how, he should not be on the field at all until the season begins? Uh, you know, just leave him out. Okay. I mean, I, I, do, I do see the value in a guy running around, getting a couple knocks. I, I do understand they need that, like, it gets the cobwebs shaken up a little. I get it, but uh, no thanks. Leave him out. Okay. Leave him home. Okay. Don't even put him on the plane. Okay. Home. All right. Fair enough. I, by the way, the Arizona, I would make a strong argument not to put him on the plane. The hell are you doing? 
I mean, first of yeah, all, why right, are they right, right. why are they playing a preseason game in Arizona to begin with? Like, what the hell is that? No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> what in the no world? Doubt. All right, uh, what's coming up on Fairways and Greens on Sunday? Oh, we got a great show. Um, I'm going to talk to Jim Deck, uh, longtime head golf professional at Mount Pleasant. Uh, we're going to talk about the unfortunate passing of uh, legendary uh, golf writer John Stewart. Um, the great Gavin Sheets will join me, and we'll talk some golf <laughs> and some Chicago White Sox. You know you do yeah. a golf show, right? <laughs> I know, but um, Gavin usually plays in a tournament next weekend. Gavin um, has, has always played in that tournament. Of course, he can't anymore, but um, we're going to talk to Gavin. And then also um, Adam Woodard from uh, Golf Week. We're going to talk about Live Golf and all that. Fun. All right, very good. Uh, at It's a Hooded 4 iron on Twitter, DrewsMorningDish.com. Appreciate you, pal. We'll talk to you next week. Go O's. It's Drew Forrester checking in with us here on GCR. Um, we will get to your responses. Slow start on Would You Rather Wednesday, so I need you guys to pick up the pace. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Again, somebody will be hooked up with a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. So get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio in order to get that. We'll go over our responses, get to your responses, and then... I'm going to introduce you to a new partner of ours, and we're going to make a bet, Griffin and I. I mean, you guys are not going to be involved, but Griffin and I are going to put a ticket in for uh, the Orioles game tonight, all right? So we're going to do that. I'm going to tell you all about it. You're about to hear who they are. They're called Swagger Gaming, but when we come back, we're going to, we're going to actually play a ticket to learn a little bit more about what you can do with Swagger. So that's on the way. It's a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Forget plus-minus odds, Swagger uses points for a better way to understand probabilities. If you're tired of losing because of one bad pick, with Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You just create a lineup of 4-10 to 10 simple player props and score points for the ones you get right. So you can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your buy-in. Plus, you can play all the major pro sports, including your favorite local team, if you're ready to play, visit playwithswagger.com slash pressbox to sign up, and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out, plus they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. It's free money to play with Swagger. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fankind. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGambler.com. 
siblinghelp.org. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our very first Salute to Coaches issue. On the cover, we recognize Ravens coach John Harbaugh ahead of his 15th season. Also inside, find tributes to Navy football coach Ken Niamatololo, UMBC soccer coach Pete Karinji, Maryland soccer coach Sasho Sarovsky, and field hockey coach Missy Maharg, Mount St. Joe basketball coach Pat Clatchy, and poly basketball coach Kendall Peace. We also honor recently retired Johns Hopkins lacrosse coach Janine Tucker and Calvert Hall baseball coach Lou Eckerl, the athletes who whose lives these coaches have impacted, offering insights on what makes them special and why they've stood the test of time. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. To follow the show on Instagram, it's just Glenn Clark Radio. And to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait, I don't think you're supposed to know about that one. Any hoodle. Take it away, boys. All right, back in here on GCR on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. As we mentioned, still to come, we're going to catch up with J.J. Cooper from Baseball America, talk about Gunnar Henderson being their new number one overall prospect in baseball, and uh, Justin Armbruster from the Bowie Bay Sox as we make our weekly trip down there. So that's on the way. Now, before we do that, let's get our responses for Would You Rather Wednesday. I'm disappointed with the early returns, but um, you got time. We always say we give it a whole day. Tomorrow, Griffin will pick winners, so you got plenty of time. In order to get your responses in and get registered to win the $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. But we'll just go through them quickly. Number one, would you rather the Orioles get in, they sneak in, or they fall just short. Get to the final weekend, fall short. But in the first scenario, they don't really do anything. They essentially come back with the same group next year. In the second scenario, they add Carlos Rodon and a reasonable bat. Um. So, so it, they make the playoffs in both scenarios. No, the first scenario they make the playoffs. Second play- scenario they fall short on the final weekend. They're in it until the final weekend. And they add. A they fall just and short, and then they add both Rodon and a bat. Uh, I want the pitcher and the bat. I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, I, yeah, we 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 don't expect this team to really do anything coming into the season. I mean, it'd be awesome if they make a run. Um, but you know, getting losing in that first like wild because now it's that first first round of playoffs with the with the short wild card mm-hmm. series, and if they don't do anything there, I mean, it, it's Which, it's as good way, as they, it's as good as missing it, the playoffs. This scenario, they they yeah. could. Right. I mean, like they could do something. Oh, they could. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not I'm not telling you anything. I'm okay. just saying they get in. I'm not telling you anything after that. In the first scenario, they get in. Whatever happens from there happens. You can't have that promise. Okay. Uh, I still want them to go make a splash in free agency, and if this mm-hmm. is if that's the way to guarantee that, then uh, I'll I'll take them. You know, losing the losing. I think miss, missing I, the playoffs. I, the final I think series. everyone knows that this is an easy answer for me because I said, you know, my goal is meaningful September baseball, so I'm getting meaningful September baseball, and if I'm getting that plus a top line pitcher plus a bat, I I don't really understand how there's a debate about this. I purposefully pur- purposefully chose this one to try to challenge the people who say you always because I get this when we do Would You Rather Wednesday sometimes you always pick the playoffs well do you do you always 
and Drew already chimed in to be one, and uh, Dave also chimes in to be another, that you always, no matter what, you always pick the playoffs. It, the point is to win. Okay, I agree with you, but next year is a thing too. And if adding a couple pieces can improve your chances of winning more significantly next year, that's also winning. Continue to get me responses at Glenn Clark Radio. Number two, would you rather... You got to recreate the Jeremy Kahn photo, and I've, I'm making the professional decision. I'm extending it. You got to do it all the way until the the season starts next year, or you're hopping in the Woodstock mud. Yeah, I think it's still a no brainer. I'll right. take that picture every day, and I'm I'll, a little I'll bit leave af- that up there. Forever. I'm a little bit afraid that that's what everybody's <laughs> yeah, going to go with. I mean, um, and number what? Th- I mean, is there any I get positive? It. I get. It. Well, like I mean, health, you can wash you can wash maybe? it off, and it's done <laughs> within the weekend. It's done. Oh, I don't know, by the way. There might be. I actually don't know the answer to that question. But the point is, you can go wash off and it's yeah, done, I, right? Like, it's over. One After one weekend, you don't have to think about so it. So now I'm getting worried that you want to roll around. And I certainly don't pill. want to. I'm just trying to make the argument for it. I assure you, it's not what I want to do. You think the answer... I, there's a photo of me in a thong, basically, anyway, on the internet. Take a sexy photo tomorrow. Um, in fact, wait a second. Now... <laughs> No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna offer to do that. And uh, number three, would you rather one drive tomorrow, one drive in Arizona, two drives in the final preseason game, or he doesn't see the field at all? Yeah, I prefer to keep him you know, as far away the f- from the field as possible until the games mean something. So yeah, I, I, I am in a weird place where I'm like, I'm ready to see all the Brett Hundley and every, Anthony Brown. I, I think everybody who knows me knows that like that's what I would say. But at the same time, it's only one drive. <laughs> There is a small part of me that's like, you know, maybe there could be a benefit to going out there for maybe a drive. Maybe three, I guess. Then I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I got this weird. I, I'm that that amount of time specifically is actually kind of talking me into the idea. Of, well, if that's all it is, right? Yeah, I mean, all right. Well, that's not so bad. Can you guarantee me it's gonna be a three and out. Like, <laughs> I can't guarantee that. He's Lamar Jackson. I don't know if you've heard. He's good. Well, I mean, not everybody thinks that, but he is. No more than three snaps. You're getting, you're getting very worked up about the number of snaps that are involved. Um, I am. Uh, I, I do like what you said about you. Know, why even let him go to Arizona? <laughs> yeah, I don't really. I He's n- gonna hook I up with Hollywood Brown. Who knows? Oh God, yeah. They might get in a car together. Yeah, and leave, him, gonna... leave him. Leave him. Leave him behind. <laughs> hey, bud. Actually, uh, the game's on ESPN. I'm pretty sure ESPN will want to interview him during the games. So I don't think that's going to be an option. I think he will have to make that trip. All right, uh, again, get me your responses. Uh, We'll revisit some of that as the show goes on. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Now, we have a new partner, and we're very excited about it, Um, and we want to give you free money. I always like when I can say that sentence. I would like to give you money. How does that sound? And I can with our new partner, Swagger. Swagger Gaming has uh, joined us uh, here at PressBox and Glenn Clark Radio. And I'm very excited about that because I've already started playing Swagger. Playwithswagger.com is the website. And if you use playwithswagger.com slash PressBox, then that free money is available to ye. So you go, you sign up. You get $10 to begin with just for free. That's just pure free money. It immediately goes into your account when you go to playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. Ten bucks. And by the way, if you win, you'll never use your own money. But if you want to play with more than $10, Swagger is also going to match your first deposit up to $100. So if you deposit $47.44, then you're going to look at your account, and you're going to have $94.88 because they're going to match it. 
If you deposit $100, they are going to give you $100. If you deposit $1,000, they are going to give you $100 because they are going to match it up to $100. Play with Swagger.com slash PressBox. Now, how is Swagger different? We start with the fact that, as I keep telling you, you, you still can't bet on your phone or your computer here in the state of Maryland. And it's still going to be a while before you can do that. I was chatting with someone who's in the know over the weekend and reminded me that the process is not picking up pace because we're getting closer to football season, like some would hope. So, in order to feel like you're betting, what you can do is you can play with swagger. And the idea of swagger is that you're putting together parlays. This isn't like your daily, you know, your typical fantasy games that are not meant for you to win. I don't know how many of you guys have played those, but... I think we're familiar with some of the big dogs, and they were built essentially for pros to win, for, for marks, for someone who knows what they're doing to come in and take all of your money. Well, you're not playing against anybody else. You're, you're really, you're making, you're making bets. We just can't actually like, say that because it's not really what you're doing. Um, there's two different ways that we can do this. Griffin, we're going to play a ticket tonight on the Orioles game. All right? We're going to put together a ticket on the Orioles game tonight. So let's pull it up. So there's two different ways to do this. You can play what's called an Action X game, or you can play a Pick X game. Action X involves three different scenarios for each prop. Pick X only involves two. Of course, you understand that Action X will give you a little bit better odds because there's more options, there's more scenarios that can occur. Pick X will give you, you know, still good odds, but not quite as good odds. Um, for the sake of trying to win, how about we put together a pick X ticket for tonight? All right. All right? Then we're going to put together a pick X ticket. The point is that we're trying to accrue points because the more points we get, the more likely we are to win money. The other cool thing about Swagger is you don't have to, like, you don't have to have a perfect ticket. Other fantasy games like this, you got to go four for four on your parlay in order to win. You just have to get points. So if you pick something that's a high point value and then you miss something else, you're going to make up for it. You're going to win money anyway. So, for example, let's build a ticket right now. So let's start the night. Um, bunch of different player props that are out there. Let's say uh, Anthony Santander total bases. Ooh. Uh... If we think he's going to have two total bases or more, that can get us 56 points. If we think he's going to have less than two total bases... That'll get us 44 points. So, obviously, less than two is the favorite in this scenario. Two or more is the underdog. Anthony Santander against Jose Barrios. What do we think about that? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, let's see if I can get some data. I'm leading yes. Like, I'm leading he. Oh, he, you think he's going yeah, he to get, he's two, gonna get two a double or, or a double home run or yeah. something? Mm. I want to lean yes. I, I, I'm trying not to be biased here, mm. but like, are you though? I think, yeah, I'm trying. All right, hang on a second. Anthony Santander against Jose Barrios in his career, two for six with uh, a pair of with a pair of singles. That's the career output for Anthony and Santander. Then, and you assume he has an at bat or two in, against the bullpen. Uh, perhaps, yeah. yes, perhaps. Let's go, we'll go under with Santander. Tonight. You want to go under? I'm going to go under, personally. You're not going to get go as many under. points that way. I know, Again, I you want to build this ticket, you want to try to find a way to get some points. So I'm you want to go say under. under. Maybe he gets a base hit off of Barrios, and then, I mean, then you're really praying in, like, the eighth or ninth inning that he gets a, gets another base hit. Well, okay, but if he does, then we're going to lose. Well, 
If we go under, we can't have him getting two. Yeah, I, I, I think I think he's going under. But he can get one hit, and that hit could be a double, and then that's we're true, screwed. That's true, but he's never hit a double up Barrios. I understand, but he's literally it's a very small sample size of <laughs> six at-bats. I don't know if you've seen, Barrios has kind of stunk this season. Yeah, all right. So you want to talk me into doing that? I don't over. know. I'm just trying to have the conversation <laughs> as we're building our tickets. I want to think through it all. We're, um, we're building a ticket together. What's he been batting? He's been batting third or fourth in the lineup? Yeah, fourth. Um. Hmm. Now nah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the under because even if he, he can still have a big base hit, and you know Adley Rushman's gonna be on base when he's up, so he'll probably score. And, he, and Santander's not gonna want to force a double or anything like that, mm-hmm. like trying to stretch a single, mm-hmm. like a long single. So I'm gonna go. I'm sticking with the under. I think he gets a hit, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think it's an extra base hit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I don't like rooting against my guys. Yeah. That's well, and the, the but then if he if he proves me wrong and the Orioles, you know, end up you know winning the game, I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll uh, take that. What about Taron Vavra? Ooh. Two total bases or more would get a sixty-one points. So the thing, what thirty-nine is, what for he do less yesterday. than two. Yesterday he had a hit. He had that big hit early. Taron Vavra, game log, you're asking me to pull up. I'm going to guess there's not a lot of history between Taron no, Vavra yeah, and Jose so. Barrios. But, the thing, but he, I mean, all he does is hit. Fall back on. He has done a lot of hitting. That yeah. is a that is so a I think, fact. I think, it's very, I think it's more likely that he could go two for four with a couple singles. Right, but I also think that Anthony Santander... He's shooting the gas. Here's the thing. Anthony Santander, it only takes one swing of the bat. Yeah. Taron Vavra is, is not he, likely to... <laughs> Taron Vavra hasn't had an extra base hit since the final game of the Texas series last week. Santander, when's he's Santander had, due for a homer? In, in fact, Taron Vavra has had one extra base hit. But he's had multi, how many multi-hit games? Uh, one. Oh, really? Yeah. Seems like a lot more. I guess because yeah. he, he just gets on See, base. See, I'm more inclined, even though it's less points, I'm more inclined to take the under on Vavra and take wow. the over I'm, on I'm more bullish on Vavra. I <laughs> you know what? I'm going to let you make your own ticket. I am overruling. <laughs> you can go make your own damn ticket. All right, I am going. You can get your free money. Go sign up right now. You get ten free bucks. You can play. You can play whatever ticket you want to play, Griffin. All right. And then if your ticket hits and mine doesn't, then I'm gonna feel quite stupid. But I right now have uh, Vavra under and Santander over two total bases. What about um, what about we can go to Dean Kramer? Ooh. Dean Kramer, uh, does he walk more than two batters? No. So that means you have to walk three to lose. No, no, no. Sorry, two walks or more. Oh. Two walks or more worth fifty-two points. Two let one walk or zero worth forty-eight points. So oddly, if he just walks two. That's all it takes. And that's now I'm rooting from the. That's walk the guys. underdog. Yeah, now you are rooting, but uh, only two. I mean, right. two's yeah, a very reasonable hurt. number. Hang on a second. Let's pull up uh, Dean Kramer's game log recently. See what it is that old DK has done in each outing. Dean Kramer, um, for what it's worth. His last four starts, which includes some rough ones, he hasn't walked two batters in any of his last four starts. Wow. Last time he walked two batters. Now, he walked... Has he walked like one in each of those games? Or? Uh, uh, last time out against the Pirates, six and a third, no walks. Uh, time before that against the Reds. Now, that was because they were mashing him. He gave up ten yeah. hits, but just one walk. Against the Yankees, uh, five hits and five and a third, but... Just one walk. That's pretty impressive and against the Yankees. Like, cause against they, the Rays in four innings, I'll, then I'm no walk. I'm going to go the under then. He, he likes going right at guys, and if they're going to hit him, they hit him. But the three starts before that were all two walks or more. Mm. Who'd they play in those three? In those three, it was the Angels, Rangers, and Mariners. Those might just be some outliers. He doesn't like the AL West. That's is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. It is that what it is? Is that yeah, really yeah. what it I'm is? I'm going to go the under. 
You're going with the under, huh? That is the that is. I mean, it's only a slight, slight favorite. Hmm. But uh, I mean, I think he's locking it back in. He's reeling it back in, and he's uh. Mm. He's hit. He's hitting his spots here. Mm. Especially against. I mean, when he told me that you only walked one against the Yankees. I'm not like, sure. I like that. I th- I'm not sure. I want to play that. I'm not sure. I want to play that ticket. I'm. I'm. You know what I am looking at? Jose Barrios, three earned runs or more, fifty-one points. I mean, the guy's got. What would you say? He's got a five-something ERA. Yeah. Let me look at the old Jose Barrios game log, huh? Let's see what he's been doing of late. Jose Barrios, huh? We're gonna look at game log. Uh, he allowed five earned runs in his last start against the Twins. He only allowed one against the Tigers the previous start, but three oh, the Tigers. Whoa. in three of his last five starts, he's allowed three earned runs or more. That scene, I like that. I mean, Ramon Arias is going to hit another three-run homer in the first inning. I'm, so. I'm going. I'm making the play. I'm making the play. Barrios, three earned runs or more. I'm adding it to my ticket. I'm adding that I one. I like that one as well. I'm going to pick that up. Uh, wow. As well. Wow. If I think that well, Cedric Mullins will have two hits, that could get me a cool 69 points. 69 points. Nice. Cedric Mullins in his so career. So now you have to. Cedric Mullins in his career, four for 13 against Jose Barrios with a couple of doubles and a couple of singles, a career 308 hitter against Jose Barrios. I like that one as well. Yeah, what I the like hell? What are we doing? What are we doing? Let's go for it, right? Yes. When would that? Why the hell not? Why wouldn't we play? I for like it? that one a lot. So right now, he's, he 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 had his uh, Monday night. He was in the eighth spot. In the eighth spot, came back yesterday. Two hits. I think he's he, he's like all right. I've got a shot at two hundred fifteen points, and if I get all of it, I would get twenty five bucks on my five dollar ticket. If I get at least one hundred and twenty four points, so let's just say that the Mullins one hits, and uh, I'd have to get I'd have to get three of my four. But Pick I could, a, can we add Vladdy? What, what, what are the Vladdy props? Ooh, what are the Vladdy props? Because he's, are the he's Vlad just going to keep props? hitting. Vlad Guerrero, uh, two hits or more would get you 62 points. Mm. Now let's see. Let's pull up again. I don't know if he's faced Dean Kramer before. He has two for five. Oh, all right. I like him. Against uh, Dean Kramer. All right. We'll throw in Vlad Guerrero for 62 points at two hits or more. Right, so so now I got the chance to get 277 points, which I have would get chance. us 40 bucks. What did I do differently? I have, I guess, oh, because I picked Vavra. I guess mm, I have right. 347 points. Well, did you did you cheat? Are you are you buying a a five dollar ticket or are you buying a one dollar ticket? I am buying a five dollar. What You're I picked up, I picked up ticket. six props here. What are, I, oh, I, I clicked an I extra one somewhere. I don't know what you did. I, I'm not I'm not running your ticket. I have no idea. I don't. I like my six though. I like I have Kramer. Oh damn it! Walsh. I just lost my ticket. What the hell? Go back to my ticket. What am I? Oh, I got to no. No. Okay, I can still submit it. I'm submitting my ticket. There we go. My ticket is played. Okay. So my ticket for tonight, it's a $5 ticket, involves Anthony Santander over two total bases, or two or more. It involves Vavra less than two. It involves Barrios three earned runs or more. It involves Mullins two hits or more, and Guerrero two hits or more. I have the opportunity to win on this ticket up to... Forty dollars on a pick X ticket playing with Swagger, but I don't need all of them to hit in order to win money. In order to get more than my get my five, just to get my five dollars back, I could lose one or two of these, and I could still be all right. That's the idea. That's what makes Swagger so cool. Is you don't have to be perfect. So we'll see how this plays out tonight. 
We'll see if I'm reporting back to you as a winner tomorrow. And the good news is, if not, I'm still playing with free money. I haven't even started using my money yet. Because I got that $10 free from Swagger in order to play. So you go sign up. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. Sign up. $10 immediately. And then, on top of it, on top of it, you make a deposit up to $100. They match it up to $100. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. Go sign up right now. And did you put your ticket in? I did, yes. So where, where what's your... I have $5 to win 50 if all of mine hit. Oh, yeah. look at you. I mean, I think I did the same. I did look less than two walks for Kramer. And then I did two total bases for Santander, two total bases for Vavra, two hits for Mullins and Vladdy, and then Barrios lit up three runs. All right. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Our tickets are in, and we will talk about it tomorrow and see how it is that we did. Winding down for our number one of today's show. Again, playwithswagger.com slash pressbox is the website for you to get signed up. We'll be, uh, we'll be talking more swagger and hopefully winning some money. And maybe... Maybe I need to hire somebody to be my my make my picks for me. Maybe I'll find out that just looking up um, how somebody's done in the past is not the best way to go about making my picks. Maybe I'll just have Jeremy submit my swagger picks for me at some point. We should have looked future. up Barrios, his history on Wednesdays in August. Right, like, like. right. Wednesdays outside on grass in August um, on uh, even numbered days. That's what we needed to know is what's his history in those circumstances. All right, when we come back in, J.J. Cooper from Baseball America. They've got a new number one prospect in all of baseball. You heard of him. His name's Gunnar Henderson. We'll talk about it next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Visit Howard County presents the 2022 Major League Quidditch Championship, a Harry Potter-inspired, real-life, full-contact, mixed-gender, 12-team Quidditch tournament happening at Troy Park in Elkridge, August 20th through the 22nd. For tickets and more information, go to visithowardcounty.com. Maryland, be open for it. That first sip. That first bite. Mmm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGambling help.org. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, and I'm Zach Goodman and together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes and Ryan Mountcastle to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressbox online and Facebook Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, or you can listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. So join us live on the Bat Around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at PressBox Sports. 
Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants. Like me, right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR as we move into hour number two of the program. Today's show also brought to you by Simply the Bets, which returns next Tuesday. If you missed yesterday's show, you can find it Facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. Click on the videos tab or go to YouTube.com slash Pressbox Online every Tuesday morning at 11.40 a.m. Simply the Bets. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Also every other Thursday at 11.40 for Weekend at Bookies. There is a new number one prospect according to Baseball America. And his name is Gunnar Henderson. Let's find out a little bit more about how this happened. Joining us now, the editor-in-chief of Baseball America. He is Mr. J.J. Cooper, and he's back with us on GCR. J.J., it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking the time for us. Happy to join you. Uh, J.J., plain and simple, why is Gunnar Henderson your number one prospect? So, okay. Well, right now we have had, I I would say, most on now all of the graduations of the rookie class of, of 2022. So Adley Rushman was our number one prospect coming into the season. Yep. Graduated. Julio Rodriguez graduated. Bobby Witt Jr. graduated. Riley Green graduated. Michael Harris graduated. All those guys. They're no longer eligible. So then the dust clears and you look around and you say, okay, so who's the number one prospect in baseball right now? And there are, at this point, the way I would say it is, it's not a time where there's this one guy who's clearly heads and shoulders above the best. But when you lay it out and say, okay, so who's the best prospect in baseball? There are probably four, five, six players that you can make a case for. Of those players, I do believe in that Gunnar Henderson is, does the most things well, is the most well-rounded, and then this is key, has also done it all the way up, he's performed up, you know, all the way up to AAA, which is an important part of the resume, right? Like, you compare him to someone like a Jackson Churio, who's 18, who could be incredible. Jackson Churio's had two weeks in high A. Mm-hmm. Gunnar Henderson has passed the test of AA. He's passed the test so far of AAA. The next step for him is just arriving in Baltimore and stepping into the lineup. I, I guess it goes without saying that you, you probably think he's ready for that at this point. Um, I don't think, I don't, that would be probably a little fast. Okay. Um, I would say that. And I would say that because to me, it's not that he couldn't probably do it, but at the same time, this is a team. 
I know they're having an incredible year. It would not stun me if at some point they decided to bring him up. But you are talking about, in Gunner, you are talking about someone who doesn't have a massive amount of upper-level minor league experience. Like, he finished last year in double-A, but when I say that, it was like for a week, mm-hmm. right? So you are talking that at this moment, he still has less than 100 games of double-A and triple-A experience. So to me, it's not unreasonable to say that, okay, what your, that your development plan for Gunnar Henderson is, hey, we want him to have a great finish to the season at triple-A Norfolk. He's going to come to spring training competing for a job. That would be to me. That would that would that would mean that he would have COVID kind of affected everyone on this. But that would mean that he would have probably a thousand minor league at bats, um, which is still not a ton. But but really good players move pretty quickly. But it's not unreasonable to me to say that his ETA more likely is twenty three than it is twenty two. Okay. All right. I I I. I... I certainly think if that was the plan before the season, then the Orioles aren't going to waver from the plan just because they're you know suddenly in the middle of a playoff race. But boy, it, I, I guess the question somebody would have back would be what what more does he have to prove? However, at the AAA level, well, the answer to that would be he's been there for just that two months now. So, like the the proving part is the same thing. Like we, I'll, I'll put it this way: if you say okay. If you bring him up, again, I am not saying in any way, oh, there's no chance, there's no scenario where you bring him up this year. But if you brought him up this year, remember what Adley looked like for the first few weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Adley Rushman, it took, which to his credit, it took about, what, two, three weeks before he kind of settled in and has been everything that you kind of expected Adley Rushman to be, right? Well, if you compare the breadth of experience that Adley Rushman had when he got the call to the major league level to where Gunnar Henderson is right now, it's way weighted towards that. Adley, Gunnar was you know, drafted out of high school. Adley played on one of the best teams in college baseball basically for, you know, for multiple years, led them you know, to Omaha, was on the biggest stage there, and then on top of that, had a full season in double A, triple A in 21, then went back to triple A in 22 for a few games, and then was called up. You know, he had more games in double A and triple A in 21 than Gunnar Henderson has in his career right now. Yep. So if you look at it that way, I would say, you know, he's not, he's also younger than where Adley was. Like, it, it's not unreasonable to say, no. We don't want to put him, throw him too far into the deep end of the pool before he's ready. Let's wait till 23. He is J.J. Cooper from Baseball America. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Um, J.J., the, the, I guess the weird thing about Gunnar Henderson is we've still seen him play multiple positions, and we still mm-hmm. haven't seen him sort of zero in. Does his value as a prospect change if – we think he's really a third baseman and not a shortstop or like is part of his value as being the number one prospect, a belief that he really can be a shortstop at the major league level. It wouldn't really change it much to me because so he's, I think he is 
very capable of playing shortstop at the big league level. Okay. But if you move him to third base, I think he may end up, well, Brian Hayes is really good too, but one of the two best defensive third basemen of the next, you know, of the rest of the decade, potentially. He's that good. Like where if you put him at third, he's going to be so good at third defensively that he's going to be a massive asset there. So I, I think it kind of, with that comes back to a little bit of, of team need, which is, Okay, I kind of think if I look at what Baltimore has coming, it's more logical that he that they probably try him at shortstop because I think that they have other options coming up at third base, but I don't think that they have other options coming up at shortstop who are as good as Gunner. So, uh, but if you said that the Orioles announced tomorrow Gunner Henderson is playing third base here on out and we'll never play shortstop again, it would not, we would not move him from one because I think we've seen with Matt Chapman over the last five, six, seven years, we've seen with Nolan Arenado having an exceptional defensive third baseman who can hit yeah. is really valuable too. That's not a, that's not saying we're taking Gunnar Austin to shortstop and we're moving him to left field or anything like that. The, 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 the comp question, right? Um, and I know everybody hates comps. Would you be willing to indulge me a little bit? Okay, so I'm not going to give, like, he's like this player. Partly because, I mean, one thing you've also just kind of got to remember with Gunner, he's a fast left throws right shortstop third baseman, right? So that, if you want to do a, a, a true comp on him, you're, you're already kind of have thinned the pool, right? Because I wouldn't want to comp him like, if you like this player, well, no, that player bats right-handed. Okay, well, that's not a really good comp. I would just say, again, I like to more say, like, what is a reasonable thing to expect with him? The thing that stands out to me with Gunnar Henderson is, I expect that Gunnar Henderson will do pretty much everything on the baseball diamond well. He's not going to be the fastest guy on the field, but he may be the best base runner. He's, he may not be, you know, he, he may not be the best defensive shortstop in, you know, on a, on a, on a game, right? But he's going to make the plays. He's going to know where base to throw to. He's going to hit for power. He's going to get on base. He's just going to do everything well. And the thing about it is, is like, if you look at our, our tools grades for him, we don't have him with a below average tool of in anything. And I would actually argue that there's a pretty good chance. If you ask me at this moment, like great amount, I would say, you know, he might end up being a six, you know, a, a plus by all five tools. Wow. And so that is to me, the thing that stands out to me is you put him and Adley Rushman on the same team in the middle of the same lineup, that's going to serve Baltimore very well for years to come because you just look at those two, and the thing that stands out with both of them is, is they don't have a, a real – they don't have these massive limitations that you have to play around. There are a lot of really good players who you're like, okay, this guy's got great power, but you know what? The hit tool is not very good. Or this guy's going to give you great offensive production, but you're going to have to live with right. that defensively. You know he's kind of limited. Gunnar Henderson, like Adley Rushman, doesn't. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have those those 
if only. He doesn't have those on his on his resume. Uh, we like everything about that. <laughs> we like everything about that. It sounds really good to us. And obviously, Adley Rutschman has been everything he was advertised to be, if not somewhat. I, I, I'm in this weird place, JJ, where like in a, in a bizarro world, I think maybe Adley Rutschman was underhyped. <laughs> like, I am so enamored. I, if that's the case, I don't know how much, like, uh, you know, I, I've been screaming since. The, the thing that stood out to me when Adley Rutschman was in college was, and it was a great draft that year. But the thing to me is that I just kept saying at the time was, this is one of those rare number one picks. Yeah. And they don't happen very often, which is when you have a number one pick and you say, this guy gives you everything that you look for. Yep. Because normally, and we've seen this in more recent years, normally when you're saying who's the number one pick in a draft, you're saying, well, I like this guy for this reason, but this guy for this reason. It's very rare that you have a guy where you're saying, okay, you have this premium athlete who plays a premium defensive position that's very hard to find, catcher, who also has this incredibly lengthy track record of top-level production, which is what he had, and who projects going forward to just get better, and by the way, his makeup's great too. Well, that's check, 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 check. Yep. You know, that's, that's where we've seen with Adley, and it's not coincidental that it's not like, I, I think it is, the one place that things getting a little overhyped is it is not that the Orioles pitching staff turned over a new leaf when Adley arrived. They actually, the bullpen was good before Adley arrived and the starting pitching is still not very good even after Adley arrived. But that said, he's probably right now the best player on that team. Already. A hundred percent. And like he's definitely the best. And that's, that's pretty amazing for a rookie. He's getting on base twice a night, like almost guaranteed. It's insane. It's it, it's badass what he's doing. And yet, Gunnar Henderson is a couple years younger, right? And that's part of what makes it so exciting. Um, j- just to talk about quickly some of the other guys on the list. Obviously, Grayson Rodriguez are waiting out the injury. There's there's great hope for him. Um, Jackson Holiday enters the list at, at number 41, and, and we get that. The D.L. Hall thing is the one that's most interesting to me. D.L. Hall sits at number 61. J.J., where's your confidence level that D.L. Hall is a a legitimate front-end-of-rotation pitcher in the major leagues? Not very high. Okay. I, I think and this is, an, this is an over... You wanted comps, I'll give you one, production-wise. They do it differently. I would say if you asked me, you put me full of truth theorem, you said, well, what do you think D.L. Hall's going to be? I think he's going to be, and this is a former Oriole for a little while, I think he's going to be a Josh Hader-like reliever. Okay. I, I mean, I've heard that from a few folks. I mean, he, his control is probably, now he's still young, but his control is always probably going to be a little bit iffy. But he also has positively filthy, bat-missing stuff. And now, and by the way, the thing I would say that to look at, look at what the Orioles did at the trade deadline. They know, I really believe, that their biggest issue going forward, the biggest thing that they need to develop, need to acquire more of, is starting pitching. And that's, that's what they acquired. Yep. So, you know, which by the way, 
Before we run, the other thing I have to say is, is, is there anything cooler than Felix Bautista's? Uh, oh, my God. I know, I know you've been sharing out all the videos. I mean, it's just the greatest thing. It's such a good idea. It's just the greatest thing ever. Um, and they added the lights last night. It's a 10 and a half. I mean, it really is wonderful. I, I, I do want to – let me squeeze in real quick one more before I let mm-hmm. you go. Um, you know, Heston Kerstad has gotten back on a field, has looked pretty good. It, can he mm-hmm. get back into this conversation, um, you know, if, if – if this continues and next year he's at double A and he's you know, he's he's hitting like he's hitting at the low A level right now, can he get back into this conversation? It somewhat. I mean the thing that's always you know the thing that is going to hurt him is he lost time, right? Like he's trying to catch up. And that's not his fault. He had significant health issues to work through. But what that means when opening day next year, he'll be 24, right? Like, and he will not be big league ready on opening day in 2023. Well, when we compare this on opening day next year, Gunnar Henderson could be in the big league right. and he's 21. Right. And so when you say, can he work back in this conversation to some extent? Yes. Now but a couple things. One, Yes, I know he went where he went in the draft, but Heston Kierstad was not considered the top prospect in that draft class. So he was, I mean, to me, he was starting at, okay, he's one of the better players in that draft class. He was one of the better players. But then you have losing effectively two years and trying to make up for lost time. Like, to just give a, a point of comparison, compare him to, say, Colton Calzer. Colton Calzer is outperforming him this year, playing similar positions, you know, from a, and is a level ahead of him. That just kind of signifies what has been lost with that lost time. Okay, that's fair. That's, uh, you know, I know I said the last one, but Chris has a great question. I'm sorry, JJ. He wanted to know what your thoughts were on the pitchers that the Orioles did acquire, uh, Seth Johnson, McDermott, and Povich most specifically. Povich was one of our biggest risers in the twin system this year. Um, And like, was a guy who really did stand out. Like he still got some development left to go. Even though he's a college guy, needs to fill out more. doesn't maintain his, his stuff always right now, but there's a lot of good stuff there. Seth Johnson is kind of the the flip side of that and that present stuff that obviously hurt probably won't pitch. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if it's, the next time he steps on a mound in an official game is, is 2024 because of when he got his Tommy John surgery this year. But at the same time, like that's the perfect kind of move that the, that the Orioles can make right now. They have 49 roster spots. Yep. Now with a guy like Johnston, you're going to ha- you're going to have him on the 40 and then you're going to put him on the 60 day IL for all of next year, probably, but you have to carry him on your 40 in the off season. Baltimore doesn't have that problem right now. Right. Right. Correct. Correct. They got, they've got the room to do it, and that's how you're able to get a, a, a top prospect in a trade for a Trey Mancini, a rental bat for two months. Uh, J.J. Cooper, great stuff. Uh, BaseballAmerica.com, obviously, and everybody should be subscribed to Baseball America because the content is overwhelming. At JJCoop36 on Twitter. Is there anything else we can uh, plug for you, sir? Well, the other thing I would say is, this, so yeah, we did update our top 100, but we also updated all of our top 30, so if you're a Baseball America subscriber, you can see how we re- reorganize the entire uh, Orioles top 30. 
uh, including yep. the players we the players that are just were picked up in trade that we just talked about, Seth Johnson, Chase McDermott, and those guys, but also see where not just Jackson Holiday, but Dylan Beaver, you know, that Judge Stadium, where did the uh, the draftees slot in as well? Very, so check that all out at baseballamerica.com. Very good stuff. Thanks, JJ. Appreciate you, man. No problem. JJ Cooper, editor in chief, Baseball America, joining us here on GCR. Appreciate him doing that. On a Wednesday, kind of throwing some cold water on those of you that want Gunnar Henderson to be here, you know, yesterday. Um, you know, I'm in I'm in a tough spot where I, I kind of listen to either argument, right? Like I'd I'd listen to hey, if this was the plan, this was the plan all along, but I I, I conflate that with the fact that I do think that at some point, what are we doing here, right? And I have said before, I feel differently about these topics when you're in a playoff race. I do. I don't think you should force someone that's not ready, but when someone's production is significant, I think they're showing you they can handle it. I get the argument from J.J. Cooper is, well, hey, if you call up you know, Gunnar Henderson right now and he struggles like Adley Rutschman did when he was first called up, it's the wrong time of the year for you to have someone struggling and adjusting to Major League Pitching. Fair. That is fair and might be what Mike Elias ultimately decides and says, hey, look, we, we actually were going to call up Gunnar Henderson for September, but September's too important now. We need to have guys that have proven it at the major league level. We'll see him in the spring. We'll see. I don't know. I, I can't predict the future, believe it or not. I'd probably win more uh, betting with swagger if I could do that. Thanks, J.J. Cooper, for checking in with us. Now, let's switch up. Uh, our next guest, having a very nice season. Um, where he is pitching to a sub-4 ERA and a 1.12 whip over the course of his minor league season. Got off to a good start with Aberdeen. Now in his first uh, eight appearances at Bowie, he's, again, 3.89 ERA. It's been a good little stretch for Justin Armbruster, who's with us as we make our weekly trip to Bowie to chat with a member of the Bay Sox. Justin, it's Glenn and Griffin. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, Glenn Griffin, thank you guys for having me on this morning. Um, it's gonna, I think we're going to have a really fun conversation, and I'm excited to hear what you guys well, want to talk about. It's great to chat with you, man. I guess let's just start. How good you feeling right now? I know you know, you, you can always improve. I understand that, but the numbers have been really solid. It seems like you've put yourself in a really good place as you continue to make this sort of path to the bigs. How good are you feeling at the moment? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm having a lot of fun. I mean, I'm definitely still a rookie. Um, I learn that kind of every day. I try to find something new, uh, both on and off the field to learn. Um, but I'm definitely having a lot of fun in my first season uh, with the Orioles and in professional baseball. Um, it's definitely been a grind this first year, just learning things on and off the field. Um, but I've kind of just tried to learn something new every day and find a way to get better every day. Do you ever worry? Like, I, I talk to guys that, that came out of college that, that come in and you're already immediately, right? Like a little bit older than some of the other guys that you look around and you're sharing a, a clubhouse with. Do you ever worry about like pressing, like you're trying to do things at hyper speed because you came in and you were already into your 20s? Like, do you ever have to say to yourself, all right, I, slow down. This is a process. Don't try to force it all at once. Do you have to go through any of that? Yeah, a little bit. You kind of just have to go back to that old saying of, hey, I got to trust the process and everything's going to work itself out. Um, and one of my buddies who's in another organization once told me, he was like, hey, everybody has their own process. Everybody has their own plan and everybody has their own path. So, so you're going to make it 
Um, if you just put in the work, you're going to make it eventually. And there's no written plan for every player. Everybody's different. And everybody has their own path. I mean, I, it's easy to say. I don't know that it's always the easiest thing to actually go out and do in practicality. That's true. That's true. But it's definitely the right mindset to have. There's no question about that. Um, the, the stretch for the team recently has been some kind of special. Uh, what's it been like? Be- I know I know. earlier in the year it was a tough time for the Bay Sox, but this stretch of late where you guys don't lose, what's it been like being a part of this? This team is so much fun to be a part of. Um, to come to the ballpark every day and just be a part of the culture that's in our clubhouse is so much fun. Everybody kind of pushes for each other, but everybody also goes and does their individual things that make sure they're ready to go, which and then in turn makes our team ready to go and allows us to be able to go out and perform the way we have been these past couple of weeks. I mean, but truly, it's been a lot of fun to be around the clubhouse, be around these guys uh, coming up from Aberdeen. I kind of came up right at about the start of when we took the turn, um, and it's just been a really fun last couple of weeks. Is there anything that, that like you know you can pinpoint and say, hey, here's what's changed. Here's you know, or, or like I I don't know. How, we're we're dealing with this, you know, with the Orioles, the major league level, Justin. Where we're like, some people ask, hey, how did this happen? We're like, ah, I don't know. They just started winning games. <laughs> like, there's no easy way to define it. Can you put your finger I don't, on? Yeah, I don't know if I can really put a pinpoint moment on it. I mean, we kind of just started having more fun as a team and kind of just started relaxing. And like you said, we can't really press, and we kind of just started relaxing, having more fun with each other, and the wins started coming along. And, I mean, we can't, like, we hope for a win every day, and we strive for a win every day, but they don't come easy, and each one's as difficult as the next. He is Justin Armbruster from the Bowie Bay Sox. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio um, Justin, the, the excitement of that, right? Like the excitement of the way it works that, you know, you can make a push and do something special this season. And at the same time, you know, all of you kind of knowing what's going on with this organization as a whole, you talk about it being fun. I, I can't even imagine how much enjoyment there is from top to bottom being part of something like this. Yeah, from top to bottom, just kind of being, I mean, at Bowie right now, we can see it all the way up to the major league level. I mean, we kind of all have the same vibe about us. Um, It's that rising tide raises all ships. Um, We're just trying to raise the tide um, so then we can compete in the AL Beast because we all know how hard that is. And the Orioles are starting to make noise up at the major league level, and we're just trying to do our thing down here in Bowie. Justin, tell me about yourself as a as a pitcher. Tell me about what it is. Give me uh, what what are your pitches? What is it that you've been most proud of that you've improved as you've gone through this first season of pro ball? Uh, my pitches are fastball, slider, cutter, uh, changeup. Um, the biggest thing that I've tried to work on now in pro ball um, is I've had a pretty good fastball my entire career, but now I'm really trying to work on developing secondary pitches. So slider, cutter, changeup, whatever the two of the best three will be. Um, that's kind of really what I'm trying to work on and make strides for this past year. Um, but just really learning the ropes of pro ball and how different it is from college. Um, and just trying to learn the ropes with all these different guys from all different backgrounds and trying to fit into the clubhouse and give the team the best chance I can whenever I step out on the mound to win the ball game. What's your, what's your fastball touching? Uh, my fastballs have been up to 97 a couple times this year, but it sits around the mid-90s. Okay, but that plays. Like, I think we can go ahead and say that. Yeah, it plays. Like, there might be somebody who can throw faster, but I'm pretty sure that'll work out pretty well for you in the end. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate that. I just try to 
go out there and execute pitches to the best of my ability and control what I control. Just tell me about yourself. Tell me about your path to baseball. Tell me about, like, you know, where does your love for this come from? So my path to baseball is kind of unique, kind of like I talked about a little bit earlier. Everybody has their own path. I was the kid who got one offer out of high school. Um, I honestly almost gave up baseball at the end of my high school career. I didn't really know if I love it. Um, but then I kind of got that one opportunity and I found a golden spark again, um, and just kind of found this new passion towards baseball and it, the getting one offer out of high school kind of put a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Um, and I just kind of strive to get to the highest level I can. And I kind of have a new profound, like love for the game ever since that moment in high school. Um, and then after two years at Pacific Lutheran University uh, in Tacoma, Washington, I transferred to University of New Mexico um, after entering the portal my junior summer and then went to New Mexico for two years and then got picked up by the Orioles in the 12th round. Have you, have you had a moment? I, you, you seem like a very nice guy, but have you had a moment where someone who didn't give you a chance, like... Maybe you got to face them when you were at New Mexico. Maybe you've you've noticed they haven't been doing so well. Something like that, where you've been forced to snicker and say, "Huh, you didn't want me. How about that?" Like, have you had a moment like that? As nice as you are, have you had a moment like that where something's come up and you've been like, "Huh, how you like me now?" I had a coach at Division Three. I'm not going to name who it is, okay. but I had a coach at Division Three tell me I would never pitch at Division One school. Ha! And I always say, look at me now and look where I am now. Yeah. How's that working out? How's that, yeah, work- how's that working out for you? Look at where I am. That's got to be so a pretty good feeling. Me, the, yeah. It's a pretty good feeling, but it's still that chip on my shoulder that I know there's people out there that think I can't do that. Right. Of course. Of course. So and, and, and nothing's, the- you know, to your, to that point, nothing, you're a 12th round pick. Nothing's guaranteed, right? Like you, you don't come in nope. with the hype, the attention, um, you got to keep grinding. You got to keep doing the work. You got it. You have to earn every opportunity that comes in front of you, right? It's... Yep. Yep. Nothing's given. Everything is earned. That's what I was told as a kid growing up. It's, it's right now. You're doing a hell of a job of earning it. There's no question about that. Justin Armbruster is with us. The Bay Sox back home next week for a series starting on Tuesday night against Somerset. Events include back to the '80s night on Thursday night as well as Wolf Wednesday, next Wednesday, an Adley Rutschman Maryland flag hat giveaway, daddy-daughter date night, kids run the bases, fireworks, Capitals night, and so much more. Mike Bordick's going to make an appearance next week. Um, I would encourage you right now to get to BaySox.com and get your tickets. Start planning your week as the summer's dwindling down. Great opportunity to take the kids out to the ballpark before the school year begins. Um, Justin, growing up in Washington, were you a Mariners fan? I was a Mariners fan. Okay, was there was there uh, were you an each like I was obsessed. So obviously being here, I was an Orioles fan, but I can't lie. I had this weird obsession with Ichiro and before that Ken Griffey. Like I it feels like the Mariners have had all of the cool players in the history of baseball. I was obsessed with watching Ichiro. I was obsessed with watching Ichiro too. Watching that throw come from right field, I mean Dude, I don't know who's run. I don't know who's running on that arm even in today's game. It's bonkers, man. And just the way, like every time he was up, you never knew. Like he could, he could so coolly and casually drop a bunt. 
He could slap. He had like the the weirdest power in the history of the game, where like you didn't understand it coming off his bat, but like he could hit bombs. None of it made any sense at all. It was amazing to watch. No, it was one of those players where it doesn't really make sense on paper, but then you put him on the field and he goes crazy. Right, <laughs> you're just like, dude, I'm so fun to watch. I'm so glad I would watch that dude every night. I would watch that guy play baseball forever. Who were the guys for you? Who yeah, else, I, who, who else were the guys that you loved watching? Maybe who were the, the pitchers um, as you went that? I really, I really liked Felix Hernandez growing up. Makes sense. Uh, just as a starter, like he kind of builds the same build as me. We kind of have the same at, um, attributes. But the the guy out of the bullpen that I really liked was JJ Putz. Okay. I don't know if you know that. Name, I know JJ. JJ yep. Putz was a he was a closer uh, for the Mariners for I think five years in the early two thousands. But uh, I got a autographed baseball card one of the first games I ever went to from JJ uh, during BP. I snuck down to the bullpen, cool. got an autographed baseball card from JJ Putz. So that's one of the players that I kind of always watched growing up. Um, but yeah, those kind of three were the three Mariners that I watched growing up. You're listed at you mentioned the build. You're listed at six four two thirty five. What what is it like? Is Felix Batista, who's with the Orioles now and obviously is killing it, was for a while listed the at the mountain. Yeah, the mountain. By the way, and it's more than. Did you know that like his official listing was six five one ninety? You can look at that man very quickly and realize that dude ain't one ninety. <laughs> like no, I I I saw that six five one ninety, and I actually met him at Instructs last okay. year. And he walked in. He walked in with. His sweatsuit on and his JBL speaker blasting Dominican music. <laughs> and I didn't have to ask a single person, is that Felix Bautista? Because that man is not 6'5", 195. It's not even close. He is all, no, he is all of a mountain and he is fun to watch. Oh, he's, a, he's amazing, right? Dude, we are, it's, it's, it's yeah. unbelievable. Um, and I believe that they finally uh, adjusted it to say 6'7", 275. <laughs> I don't even know if that gives it the full justice, but that man is a, he's a beast. So you, uh, I've got, I see you listed at six, four, two thirty five. Is that accurate? I would say it's more six, five, two fifty. Okay. So I would say that's a closer representation. How many times did a football coach try to convince you that you were playing the wrong sport when you were in a, a young man? Well, I actually played football in high school. I played okay. my freshman year, um, and I played a little bit, and then a player by the name of Hunter Bryant came along who now plays for the Titans. Yeah, absolutely. We tight end, right? Same, yeah, tight end. We played the same position. We went to the same high school. We were two of the top athletes at our high school, and I made the decision after my freshman year to focus on baseball and then maybe sneak out into, onto the golf course uh, in the fall because it was a fall sport instead of playing football. Well, I mean, it's, so and far I, it's working out for you. So far it's okay. So far, so far it's working out. Uh, Hunter Bryant made his career on the football field, and I am still working on mine on the baseball field, and then playing golf on my off days. I mean, so it's working out pretty good. Are, are for you me. okay? So when you're playing golf, because I've I've asked a couple guys this season, um, are are you someone that are you are you good enough that you might be able to take a couple bucks off somebody else on a Monday? Yeah. Yes, yes, I am. I, uh, I'm not one to brag, but my golf game's pretty good. Oh, who is the easiest mark? Like, who's the guy that believes they're good, but if you go play on Monday, like, they're, they're going to feel sorry afterwards because you're going to end up taking a couple hundred bucks off of them? 
I honestly can't throw any names under the bus because okay. the way I play golf, I'm playing against the course, not another player. Oh, look at you. I um, mean, you can easily you can easily go from, I mean, I've gone from 75 one day to 91 the next. So it's all about how you play and not how the other person plays. <sighs> it's 75. That's so funny. I don't know that I could, I would dream of a 91. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it'd be the, the life's goal would be hitting 91. But that's, that's the life of a minor league pitcher is you pitch once a week, work hard the other five, and play golf the other one. Hey, man, it's, a, it's not a bad way to spend your Mondays. It's really not a bad way to spend an off day. It is not a bad way to spend a Monday. Justin, nope, anything, anything else we should know about you? Anything else you're into? Anything else that, 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 that you know? Um, I mean, off the field, growing up in Seattle, I always grew up salmon fishing. My dad and my brother, oh, that's cool. every starting in about july yeah july through october the salmon run all up through the streams um all different types pinks kings coho um and then i had a lab uh growing up who's trained on pheasant and duck so we kind of me and my dad and my brother and even my mom we'd get her out there every once in a while we'd go out and do outdoor fishing, wow. hunting snowboarding all of it. Very cool, man. Have you ever, I know obviously everybody associates Seattle with the fish market. Did you guys throw fishes around um, when you would catch them? Have you ever, have you ever caught a fish at the fish market before? I have not. I have been down to the fish market and if you've never been to Seattle, I would highly recommend going down to Pike Place, going to the first Starbucks, going down and doing all, going to see the gum wall. That whole area is really cool, but I have personally never thrown a fish at the fish market. All right, we'll have to make I've that. Thrown fish on the, so I've I thrown fish on the bank of the cement or of the Snohomish River, but not. Well, that's at better. The actual that's fish cooler market. than that, actually. That's even cooler. But we'll have to make it yeah. so that in you know a couple years when you're killing it with the Orioles and they go out to Seattle, maybe you can get to make an honorary trip to catch a fish at the fish market. We'll have to make that a thing. I that think we can make that work. I like. I think we can make it. that work. Hey Justin, this is great, man. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Let me uh, I, on Twitter, it's uh, at J Armbruster, correct? Is how people can follow yep. you. And then, are you yep, on? That's Inst- where you can follow. Me. What about Instagram? Yeah, on so on Twitter, I'm at J Armbruster, and then on Instagram, I'm at, uh, at Justin underscore Armbruster. At Justin underscore Armbruster. Uh, Justin, man, congratulations on a great first year in pro ball. Uh, can't wait to see what's next for you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much, and go Orioles. No doubt, man. I love that. Justin Armbruster, great guy. Appreciate him taking the time. That might be Ron and Owings Mills who's calling in. If it is, let him let him. Call. I love Ron. I do love Ron, and, and he told me he might call in this morning. I'm guessing he wants to talk about Serena. Um, I, I, I do love Ron. That's my guy. Um, so I did. I, I gave him the uh, the thumbs up that he could call in this morning at some point. I appreciate Justin Armbruster taking the time for us as uh, he's having a very nice season as he's gotten up to the Double A level and the Bay Sox. It's insane. Um, I know. I know. After the break, they were like 24 and six as of two days ago. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what it is now, but they are on this unbelievable tear in the second half of the season where they're just it's not even that they're not losing games. Like they're they're winning games very lopsided. Like they are utterly and completely kicking ass. Um so a good time to check out and a reminder of a reminder that it's not just what's going on at the major league level, that there is more coming throughout the system. All right. Today's show. Also brought to you by, ooh, this one's brought to you by the Press Box Print Issue, which 
final week for you to pick up the Salute to Coaches issue. It's available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of those hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. John Harbaugh's on the cover. Eight other local coaches recognized inside um, who have either recently surpassed or are approaching milestones or recently retired. Great stories told by the athletes whose lives they've impacted the most. A very special issue. And this is the final week for you to pick it up at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Coming next week, a new print issue with Mark Andrews on the cover that you will want to check out. So you'll get to that then. Uh, when we come back in, we'll wind things down for a Wednesday edition. We'll take a break. It's, it's, it's He's not a guest. He's just a, a guy I like. We don't have to sweat over Ron. Love the guy, but we don't have to sweat over it. We'll grab a break. We'll come back in, and uh, we'll wrap up a Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip, that first bite, mm. start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Forget plus-minus odds, Swagger uses points for a better way to understand probabilities. If you're tired of losing because of one bad pick, with Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You just create a lineup of 4-10 to 10 simple player props and score points for the ones you get right. So you can be half right and all right with Swagger. Swagger offers the most player props and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your buy-in. Plus, you can play all the major pro sports, including your favorite local team, if you're ready to play, visit playwithswagger.com slash pressbox to sign up and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out. Plus, they'll match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. It's free money to play with Swagger. Swagger, daily fantasy for all fankind. Playwithswagger.com slash pressbox. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. 
Visit Howard County presents the 2022 Major League Quidditch Championship, a Harry Potter-inspired, real-life, full-contact, mixed-gender, 12-team Quidditch tournament happening at Troy Park in Elkridge, August 20th through the 22nd. For tickets and more information, go to visithowardcounty.com. Maryland, be open for it. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR, a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Continue to get me your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday. Griffin will pick a winner for the $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill tomorrow. Ron is in Owings Mills. Ron, what's going on, pal? Good morning. Glenn, how are you? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, I figured uh, I, uh, I'm i good. Uh, you know, I haven't talked to you in a little bit, and was at the city open. I always think of you when I go to that. You know what? And I, I never even got to make it out. I'm not. I don't want to talk about it. I had a, three different things that happened last week. It. I. I'm very angry about that because I didn't get to make it out. Unfortunately. Ah. Uh, well, you know, next year. Um. Next year we'll we'll have to. A hundred percent. I promise you. We'll have to that up. will that will not be a regular occurrence. Me not being okay. at the city. Especially like I, you know what I was really disappointed by. I knew. I knew Monday was the day. Because I knew Venus wasn't going to win a match. I, I didn't know mm-hmm. that Andy wasn't going to win a, win a match, but, like, you know, it was always a possibility. I am really angry that I missed my opportunity to see both Andy Murray and Venus Williams on Monday. I'm very angry about that. Yeah, I hear you, but, uh, you know, you'll have more opera. I mean, we're, we're getting good, better players, and it, yep. it, it's um, yep. unless it's an Olympic year, you, you'll get a chance to see a lot of good players, um, usually outside the big three. So we'll, we'll link up next year, but... Uh, curious to me, Glenn, watching all these guys and girls, uh, I I thought Curious would win the tournament before he did. I'm not going to toot my own horn. In my opinion, when his serve, if he played anybody else except Djokovic in the Wimbledon final, he would have won the tournament. Um, he His serve is so dominant. He's in such a nice rhythm, and he's playing yes. Medvedev today, I think. Yes. Uh, in I, Toronto, so that'll one, be interesting. The one pushback I would give is I, I, I'm i I'm certain that he would have lost in Nadal in the semifinals, too. But, again, outside of those guys, I, I agree with you. There is still the, you know, he's, he's in a better place, but there is always still that moment where – where does whatever's irking him make him stop caring? And that's the difference, oh, yeah. right? Like the yeah, difference absolutely. is a couple times at Wimbledon when he was getting irked, it didn't make him stop caring completely. He was still trying. But you just mm-hmm. never know with him when whatever it is that has oh, him yeah. irked is going to be the thing that makes him say, I no longer care about the result of the match. And by the way, no question. better players than he have gone through that in their careers. Right? Andre Agassi went through that where he would just start – Serving moon balls because he was so pissed off about a call. Um, like these, Marat's happened. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like yeah. these, these things occur. Obviously, Kyrios has dealt with you know more issues with mental health um, than some of those guys have. But but it's just kind of always there. I it would be a great thing for tennis for him to somehow find a way to win a slam. It would be an incredible thing for the sport for him to win a slam, <sighs> just because he's so yeah. polarizing and there's so much conversation about him. I, I mean, like, yeah. I still have to it, see him it, do it before I believe he's going to do it. It's... Oh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, he's a wild card. You never know. But, yep. like, the talent is there. Oh, the no talent question. is It's unreal, like, what he can do with the racket. But can he put it together? Like, Wimbledon, to be honest, is probably the best surface for him. 
could he do it on hard? Maybe Medvedev. You got some other guys at the U.S. Open. We'll see if Djokovic is allowed to play. But to me, curious, his just talking about his serve, just his serve. In my opinion, it's up there when he's his head is on and when he wants to. Yep, his serve is it's up there in my opinion with Sampras and some of the all-time greats. Just I, I, I'm I, I've seen all of them. And I, I, I do believe that. I'm not saying he's that level of player because he got to do it consistently. Mentally, he blows up. I'm just saying that was impressive. He didn't get broke uh, the whole tournament. But let me ask you this about the Ravens because you, I've been listening uh, to Lam- about the Lamar chatter. Some of it, a lot of it, nutty. I'm agreement with you. Mm-hmm. L- let me just say, let me explain to you where I'm at, Glenn. I believe Lamar has proven me wrong in a lot of areas. Okay, mm-hmm. number one outside of last year being able to stay healthy. Yet last year he got hurt, but for the most part, playing his style of play, he's been able to stay relatively healthy. That's number one, he proved me wrong so far. Let knock on wood, let's hope, let's hope that continues. Number two, he's proven me wrong as far as he's been able to carry a team on his back with people out. They were eight and three. He's carried teams to division titles. I can't, to me, that's impressive. I have to admit that. He's, like he he's proven that he's proven he's a franchise quarterback. However, the one thing that I need to see, and I think a lot of it, Glenn, like this is what gets lost because everybody talks about Lamar. It's the my question is is this offense, which I understand is designed to let Lamar do what he does, which is what it should do, but it also has to evolve to a certain respect because you can't just do this. Like you you in, in the playoffs when it's one game where everybody's trying to stop it, putting more guys in. You ha- you can't just throw the ball in the middle of the field in Greg Roman's offense and think that that's going to win a championship. I-, I don't think that's what the Ravens are doing. I think they know that. But what I'm just saying is, is, I- is Greg Roman's play calling, mixing it up, throwing to the outside? This is another question. We'll see if we have right. the personnel. Right. I don't think it's just a Lamar conversation. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's even remotely just a Lamar conversation. I, I think the, the, the bigger question is interesting, right, Ron, because we'll go back to the Buffalo game in the playoffs two years ago, and they didn't lose that game because of their system. They lost that game because J.K. Dobbins whipped on a block and and Lamar missed what would have been a wide-open touchdown because he had to get the ball out, right? Like, I... I I don't know that the difference in what they're doing and what it takes to win a Super Bowl is as wildly different as some people want to believe it is. I think there are people that genuinely want to believe that this system, there's just no way in hell that that could work in the playoffs. When you actually look at the margins in the playoffs and who's winning, I, I don't think that the that there's proof of that, right? Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't win in the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. you know the the best way to beat the, the Ravens showed that they could beat Kansas City a year ago in the regular season. Um, so I, I'm not sure that it's a drastic difference as much as it's about you. In order to do it, there's less room for error. You have to fundamentally, you have to execute everything flawlessly. Um, mm-hmm. Do everything the way that you're supposed to do it, and that that is more difficult to do when you're playing good teams. Obviously, like when you're right. playing against good right. teams, it's tougher to execute flawlessly. So, I, it's 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 fascinating to me because it's a question that I'm asking every time I talk to somebody: Can this win a Super Bowl? And until it does, there will be an argument for people to say, "I I don't know that it can." Um, yeah. Well, we I, haven't seen it. Right. We haven't seen it. That's why people there's questions. Like I agree with you. Can it win? 
maybe. Right. I mean, but you got to execute perfectly. And, like, to me, Greg Roman's play calling in the playoffs, like, he can't just slip up and one third down or second down where he's putting Lamar in a bad situation with the offensive line. Hopefully mm-hmm. it's healthy. But, like, those little things of, like, to me, Gary Kubiak, I never questioned the play calling on third and long where he goes play action against the Steelers in the playoffs, keeps them off balance, and he throws a touchdown to Tory Or, no, Tory drops it in the back of the yeah. end zone. But it was a great play call. It was a great play call. Yep. Kept yep. It was there. Balance. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. It, it was, was there. there. Yep. So, so what I'm so all I'm saying is is like it's not just the Lamar conversation. Nationally, people are nuts because Lamar's polarizing. He's always going to get talked about. That's just the way it is. That's fine. You right. can ignore that. What I locally, this is the reality. People can say whatever they want. I remember Joe Flacco got a ton of criticism in this town. I heard it every day. Of course. The reality is this: until you go deep in the playoffs, there's always going to be questions. Yep. Has Lamar gotten unfair criticism nationally? Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. But for any star QB, I'm not in Oakland with Carr. I'm not in Buffalo, although Allen did outplay Mahomes and he, he has a little more postseason success. All I'm saying is for Lamar to silence the noise, whether fair or unfair, you got to go deep in the playoffs. It's the best way That's to do it. Saying. There's no doubt. Appreciate you, buddy. Good to hear from you, man. All right, Glenn. Ron's and Owens Mills. Um, yeah, there's there's no doubt. That's the best way to go about it. Now, I, I, I again, I care less about the noise. It's frustrating because it, it doesn't go away. But I don't care nearly as much about that as I do about winning a Super Bowl, right? Like, you don't get a parade for silencing the doubters. And I remember saying that after the MVP season. I remember saying, look, Ravens are proving everybody wrong. They made this work. But you don't get a parade for that. You get a parade for one thing. That's winning a Super Bowl. And what is the best thing in order to win a Super Bowl? And I don't have that answer. My gut tells me that given the foundation that they laid – that this makes more sense than ripping it all up and trying to do something else and hoping that that works. I, and, I, and I mean that. I think if the idea was fire Greg Roman and hire a more traditional um, offensive coordinator with more NFL-like concepts uh, in 2022 and here are the pieces that you have, best of luck, I would not feel as good about the chances of that winning going into this season as I do about this, which doesn't mean that it wouldn't have worked. I can't guarantee that it wouldn't have. But that's an awful lot to rip everything up and hope for the best. I think we're trying to pretend like the Ravens are further away than they really were. I think there are a lot of people on the outside that have no idea what happened in Baltimore last year. All they know is that it went south. And so to them... It's proof that the system doesn't work, or it's proof that Lamar's not very good, because they don't know that half of the roster was hurt. They just don't know. They're not paying attention to it day in and day out. They can't. There are 31 other teams, and they're trying to be so-called experts. It's impossible to know that. It would be impossible for me to know definitively what happened to the San Francisco 49ers a year ago. I can know the headlines. There's a debate about whether or not, you know, they should have played the other quarterback. I I can know the big things that everybody knows from just casually watching some primetime games, but I can't intimately know what actually happened. So I think in discussing the Ravens and where they are, there is this perspective that they're further away than they actually were. And there is, it's easy to forget that the year before that, they were in Buffalo on the most bizarre weather night ever And still, if J.K. Dobbins doesn't whiff on a block, and I don't like putting everything on J.K. Dobbins either because I think he's a good football player. 
But we all saw the same thing. If he doesn't whiff on that block, Lamar's got an extra second. He's got a wide-open touchdown. That game's tied. Who knows what happens? Which doesn't forgive Lamar for the ensuing interception. But the game turns in that moment. Is that an indictment of what it is the Ravens are doing? How? How could it be? I think there is this this concept that you're so that this could never work. And there has been a run of bad luck in the playoffs. Two early exits. And I get it. It's enough to justify what people want to believe. But are they really that far away? I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't think they're really as far away as some people want to make it out to be. I think that a healthy team doing what they do will be in the mix. Can I guarantee they're going to win a Super Bowl? Lord, no. I don't know if you heard. The AFC is insane this year. I mean, we don't know about Deshaun Watson, but the AFC's nuts. So I absolutely cannot guarantee that they're going to win a Super Bowl. There are, There's like depending on Watson, I, I, I can eight teams that I can I can make an argument for. There, uh, there's 16 teams in the AFC. How many do we say right now have absolutely no chance of being a playoff team? The Jaguars, the Texans, and the Jets. Right? Is there anybody else that has no chance of being a playoff team? I don't think so. Yeah. 13 of the 16 teams. Now, I think that some of them, like the Steelers, for example, I don't think I have any right, chance Steelers. of, they don't have a chance of going to the Super Bowl. Dolphins, but, maybe. I, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's too, yeah, too much there's the world in which, you know, Warren Sharp's telling us, hey, look <laughs> at the actual data. Two is a much better quarterback than you're making him out to be. Now, they don't feel that way because they wanted to go out and get a different quarterback. But, you know, Warren Sharp's a smart guy. So, I don't think it's impossible. There are 13 teams, because I do believe the Steelers have a chance of making the playoffs just because they're the Steelers. They didn't have a quarterback the last couple of years, and they were in the mix anyway. I get it. They don't have a quarterback this year, but it, it can't really be worse than the quarterback production they had a year ago. I can't fathom it anyway. And they were in the mix. So, while again, they don't have any hope of going to the Super Bowl. They're in the conversation. There's 13 teams that I think are legitimate, viable playoff teams in the AFC, and probably 10 of them could go to the Super Bowl. I, I don't think the Steelers. I think you're probably right. The Dolphins and the Patriots, it's a stretch. It's a stretch to, to buy that those teams could win the AFC. It seems unlikely Watson will play at least. So Browns. So that I mean that yeah. it does become the Browns. Obviously, it's contingent upon the suspension not being longer than six games. And to your point, yes, it doesn't seem likely at this point that it won't, or that it would be let. That would be that would be that it won't be that it won't be a year, right? Yes, yeah, so or at least the significant chunk. I think it'll be more than six games. I don't know that it's going to be a year. I know that's what the NFL wants. I think it could end up being ten games, something like that. But if it's ten games, that's probably enough to doom them maybe not but probably enough six games was still gonna be tricky but you know gave them a chance if it's more than six games it's probably enough to doom their Super Bowl hopes but not enough to take it off the list for me I still think there are 10 teams in the AFC that all could end up in the Super Bowl any of the teams in the West could end up in the Super Bowl any one of them 
I get it. You could say, you know, hey, do you really believe that Derek Carr could get a team to a Super Bowl? I I think we've we've all been way too dismissive of Derek Carr. I get it. The Hall of Fame thing is hilarious. But I think we're very dismissive of Derek Carr as a productive quarterback despite the circumstances. And now you put a Devontae Adams out there with him. I think it's possible. I think 10, 10 teams have a legitimate chance of winning the AFC. So can I tell you the Ravens are going to do it? Nope. Not a chance in hell. But do I think that they're... Do I think that what they're doing eliminates them from the conversation? It's poppycock. I mean, it's nonsense. It's just something someone wants to say because if if I just say, this is the way the Twitter exists. If I just say something, well, they can't win with that style of play, that there's a handful of people that will just accept that as a viable argument. It's not. It's not a viable argument. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit of the day. Brought to you today by... Your local Toyota dealer, the Toyota Tacoma, comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Do we want to get to any more uh, would you rather? Nah, we're fine, we're all right, fine. All right. Sounds good. We sounds wrap good. Up. Okay, so I wanted to talk about, uh, obviously, Ryan Mountcastle. He, uh, he just murders the Blue Jays. That's all he does. He, 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 he really enjoys playing I'm them. a big fan. Yeah. Um, and he actually does has have the highest OPS against the Blue Jays with a minimum of 100 plate appearances uh, for, for the Orioles all time. Okay. And that OPS is 1.143. It's pretty good. And so I want to see if uh, how well you know your Blue Jay killers. What? Orioles all-time OPS. Minimum of 100 plate appearances. And I want to see if you can name the top 14. I think you... Jesus. 11 of the 14 you, you need to get. How many did you say plate appearances? Minimum? Yeah, minimum of 100, 100 plate appearances, so at least two seasons. So, like, Nelson Cruz would not qualify. Yeah, Nelson Cruz would not qualify. I, I decided to eliminate him. He would He would be high up there, though. So, let's go with Eddie Murray. Eddie Murray is up there. He is 11th. Played about an entire season against them. 146 career games against the Blue Jays. How about... 845 OPS. How about uh, Manny Machado? Manny Machado rounds out the 14, 832 career OPS in 95 games uh, against the Blue Jays. How about Carl Ripken? No, he uh, he actually struggled. Against I mean, the Blue but Jays. this also happens because he stayed. Yeah, he, he played. He played for so he long. He played that he 220 the, games. You get the into Jays. the rough part of the career yeah. where um, only a 732 OPS. Uh, Adam Jones. Adam Jones also not in the top 14 because he played 185 games, second most Bomb. against the Blue Jays. Uh, Robbie Alomar. Alomar is... No, Alomar not on that. Surprising. Um, Rafi Palmero. There you go. He is number 10. 847 OPS for Palmero. The problem is remembering what year the Blue Jays came along to see who would have gotten the opportunity to play against. Because it was in the 70s, right? The Blue yeah, Jays came along. Yeah, I think it was the along. 70s. Everyone is so, 70s so, so, plus. Like, Brooks was retired in 77. I'm guessing that Brooks is not on the list. No, Brooks is not on here. Um, and, and similarly, Frank would not be on the list either. Correct. Um... Uh, Kenny Singleton. Singleton is not on there. Again, probably the. You know, I just don't know how those years line up. Yeah. That's part of the problem. Uh, Nick Markakis. Nick Markakis not in the top fourteen. This is getting eight fifteen. He, he also played one hundred fifty three games. Chris Davis. There you go, Chris Davis, number four, a career nine hundred OPS against the Blue Jays. Despite the, despite the drove in ninety one RBI. Things fell apart there. In the end. Yeah. Uh, Brian Roberts. Roberts not in my top fourteen. Below eight hundred in his career. 
That's what I'm looking at here. I'm just guessing, man. I'm just naming names. This is this is gross. You got a couple, um, still a couple current O's. Really? Yeah. Anthony Santander, number thir- thirteen. Santander, eight thirty-four career OPS. So I guess yeah, maybe he he'll definitely get two total bases. Mullins. Mullins, no, not not up there. Not sure what it means. Mullins is below eight hundred though. Career OPS against the Blue Jays. Hayes. There you go, Austin Hayes, number five, eight ninety-four. Career OPS against the Blue Jays. Sure. Um, Matt Weeters. Nope, not Matt Weeters. J.J. Hardy. Not J.J. Hardy. Just slogging my way through here, huh? This is what we're doing. All right, so number two. Uh, Johnny Scope. Nope, Scope, <laughs> Scope is just outside, actually. Great. Wonderful. Harold Baines. There you go. Harold Baines, number Why two. Not? Only other Oriole with 100 plate appearances to have Why above 1,000 OPS Why against not? the Blue Jays. So, yes, the problem is that you're asking for guys with fewer plate. Like, th- this is what makes this such a – now, i got to specifically think of guys that were well, here for, I, like, exactly two years. And that's a very difficult not thing ex- to do. I mean, I guess kind of. Eric Davis. No, not Eric Davis. I mean, I, it's a very difficult right, thing There's a guy who was up. here for two years, spent most of his career. Ex- slugger for the, for the Cleveland baseball team in the 90s. Spence. Albert Bell. There you go, Albert yeah. Bell. Right ahead of Santander. No world in which I would remember what Albert Bell did against the Blue Jays. And then we got a guy who is uh, who I who I who I like to keep mentioning as a bench coach for the Padres. Ryan Flaherty. Ryan Flaherty in sixty career games and eight fifty seven OPS. You, you know how, the, how worthless the statistic is at that point. And a guy that the uh, Orioles just traded. The Trey. Trey is number three nine oh three OPS against the Blue Jays in an okay. Orioles uniform. And then I think that is the 11 that I wanted you to get, and no. then you could not I've, I've get... I've gotten 10. Oh, you got 10? Yeah, whatever. Just go ahead. <laughs> uh, number six is Doug DeSines. DeSensei. Oh, uh, God. DeSensei. Oh, God. All right. Right below him going. is Lee May. Okay. Th- then there's Flaherty. Then uh, Jim Dwyer Jim with an 850 okay. OPS. All right. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Maybe should have trimmed that list down. Maybe we should have guessed, like, top seven. I wanted seven you to get it. I, thought, I mean, you got the 11, because well, I gave you Mount oh, yeah, That's why. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Uh, Stan the Fan is going to be in action tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we'll be doing a show uh, at 1 o'clock with uh, Frank Remish, the general manager of the Baltimore Arena, as uh, we're getting closer to the uh, the grand reopening of the Baltimore Arena coming up this spring, the CIAA tournament, Bruce Springsteen. What's it going to look like? What are the events going to be? Frank Remish joins Stan the Fan Charles on Facebook Live tomorrow at 1 o'clock. You won't want to miss that. All right. Uh, Tubular is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Of course, the best place to be for football season. Get your bets in on the 61 self-service kiosk. Betting pads coming soon. I keep telling you, host your fantasy football draft in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland because that first Saturday of college football season, the games are incredible. The atmosphere will be unparalleled. Betting on those games while you're drafting your fantasy football team. And now with the bet pads available, you won't even have to get off your butt. Great food at Sports and Social. Again, events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot. Here's what's up uh, totally tubular-wise. Tonight, as we mentioned, Orioles, Blue Jays, Birds go for the sweep. 7 o'clock on Masson, Jose Barrios, and Dean Kramer. Masson 2, Nationals, Cubs at 220. MLB Network, Reds, Mets at 1. Twins, Dodgers at 11. FS1, White Sox, Royals at 8. ESPN coverage of the Little League uh, all day today. And then the MLS All-Star game, the MLS All-Stars against the Liga MX All-Stars at 830. 
Uh, throw out all the records when they get together. Paramount Plus, Portland Thorns, Washington Spirit at 7.30. CBS Sports Network, Minnesota Lynx, Phoenix Mercury at 10. Uh, the uh, what's What used to be called the Rogers Cup up in Toronto, now the National Bank Open, which is a big tennis tournament. All day on the Tennis Channel and TBS for AEW Dynamite tonight at 8. Some non-sports highlights? Uh, not a whole lot tonight. Did you get a chance to check out Hard Knocks last night? No, but I saw the Aiden Hutchinson clip that everybody's yes, going yeah, on yeah, about, which, I, as I said, not ironically at all, the greatest moment in Detroit Lions history. I mean, I, there is. Tell tell me what the debate is. Uh, Stafford when he uh broke his arm or whatever. No, and then, no, that was pretty cool. Greatest moment in Detroit Lions history. Um, by yeah, the way, so I that think happened. My, my son did something to my shoulder the other night. I got a. I don't know what that thing is right there. Ooh, look at that. I don't know what's going on with that, but um, I, I, I there's been a couple times recently because we do uh full on wrestling matches wow. every night, and they they get intense. Um, Won't be long. At some point, it goes from the match to them just asking for me to deliver uh, every professional wrestler's like move to that. Like, give me an F five, give me an attitude adjustment, a rock bottom, a stunner. Like they just ask for. And you love that RKO. So I'm like, but dude, it's it gets to be a bit (laughs) much. Like this is carving out a lot of time in my night to deliver all these wrestling moves. And um, they love getting speared. That's their favorite <laughs> thing. They love getting speared. They love when we when we nail it. When when I'm running from one side of the room and they start running on the bed towards me and we collide perfectly and deliver it driving. And then the other night, I I couldn't get my arm out from underneath him as I gave the spear, and I was like, ah, not great, not great. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a remarkable athletic achievement uh, that I am. Uh, I'm, I'm well done. Yeah, well done. Maybe really, you could. Really uh, do you think so? Dan Campbell on Hard Knocks, he did forty up downs with the team. Uh, no, on like the first day of practice. No, no. it was. No, they showed all forty of them. Wouldn't be doing. What, uh, what up downs or how are, are up downs different than burpees? Or uh, not really. I mean, I guess in burpees you're supposed to jump up. Okay. And so up downs you just kind of during go the, the and during stand. the pandemic, I was my kids' uh, PE teacher. And we were doing a lot of burpees. There were a lot of burpees happening in the Glenn Clark household. There were we were doing uh, uh, push-ups. We were doing burpees. We were running laps inside. Uh, we were doing a lot of that during the pandemic, during uh, PE class every day. Oh yeah, burpees. I mean, burpees are. And I wore short shorts, like your your old <laughs> gym teacher did too. It just. You know, it, it was appropriate. It was appropriate. Okay, so what we got? Disney Plus. Uh, they're doing a little short "I Am Groot" series for for Groot. I'm listening. Yeah, I'm so, listening. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how many episodes it's going to be, but they're like going to be like three minute shorts. Okay. And they're doing like a they're starting a series. So that, okay. That premieres it's probably today. for kids. Yeah. Although, I mean, I'm not, I'd probably enjoy it. Yeah, I know, but they uh, did that with uh, Forky when uh, oh, right. Toy Story yeah, yeah, was quite yeah. popular. They did a lot of that. I I got my, my gut tells me that's it's probably it's kids. for kids. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll I'll come back tomorrow with my uh, opinion okay. of it. Uh, so you think you can dance season seventeen finale on Fox I mean, after Master stu- Chef? Okay, that that does matter. That okay. Well, Master Chef Reservation Dogs uh, season two continues on Hulu. Okay. Um. Uh, otherwise, not. Uh, Jamie Fox is on Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel tonight. He's got a Netflix movie coming out Friday, where he is a he he, he moonlights as a vampire hunter. I think. Okay. So if you say so. That, oh, it's happening. Okay. Uh, Madonna's on Jimmy Fallon. All right. And that is just just that is about it. I finished the bear. Ooh. It is a bear. Um, I, I said this on Twitter, and people were kind of struggling with it. It's a good show. I did not enjoy it. Hmm. It's there's nothing to enjoy. It is a burden watching that show. Which I get it. That's the point, right? Like the point. That's that's why the, the name plays, right? It's the bear. You're dealing with the bear. Um, 
it is tough, man. Like it is, you just it could use a little more joy in there somewhere. There could just a bit more joy somehow within that show to make it a more pleasant watch. Like I would probably come back for another season, but it's tough. It's tough. Um, I watched the Woodstock documentary, and I'm gonna watch the Most Hated Man on the Internet because everybody's okay. been raving about that one. So I'll get to that as well. Right. Enjoy it. After your Orioles uh, picks, picks hit on Swagger. That's right. Playwithswagger.com slash PressBox. Sign up right now. Thanks to Justin Armbruster from the Bay Sox. Thanks to J.J. Cooper from Baseball America. Drew Forrester. We'll get it all up in the greatest hit section of the <coughs> tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow on the program, um, Cade Povich is scheduled to join us. So the Orioles got in the Jorge Lopez deal and was the top Rod pitching Woodson. prospect. Hall of Famer Rod Woodson scheduled to join us as well and uh, stuff and things. Uh, on the program tomorrow uh, on a Thursday. Oh, you know what? Uh, Adam Pohl is going to hang out in studio with us tomorrow. Oh, cool. Um, who, who still does uh, play-by-play for the Bay Sox and uh, has been in the Orioles system for, I don't know, like 15 years now because he was at Frederick before he was at Bowie. I don't know. He's been, he's been there for a long time. As long as I can – as long as I've been back in Baltimore. So that was 08. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, Adam's going to hang out with us in the studio. We're just going to shoot this, talk some birds, talk... Uh, Rank the months. And yeah, I don't know if we're going to do that with him, but um, we'll have fun. We'll have fun with Adam Pohl joining us in the studio tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Royal Farms, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Glory Days Grill, Costas Inn, Great Eights Memorabilia, Swagger, visit Howard County, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass on Twitter. Thanks to Ryan at Rexpex Ryan. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great, what tonight is tonight? Wednesday night. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.